I'm gonna do a swap cast today. Swap cast, swap cast. I'm gonna do a swap cast today. Oh, do long day. Ball jangers and hanger bangers. <laughs> <laughs> yes, the ball bangers and hangers are here. Ah, uh-huh. <laughs> them damn pajanga boys at it again. How's it going? It's going great, man. It's going great. Just coming so, off another strong cross podcast with uh, Carl Park at the Delco After Dark, and uh, podcasting's big right now, man. Is that the guy's name and the name of his podcast? Well, the guy's name is Carl Park. His name of his podcast is Delco After Dark, and it was After Dark. I legit went to his house at like 1030, and we talked for a good while. It was awesome. His name's Park, and the Mm -hmm. show's titled something that rhymes with Park? Delco After Dark. Yeah, Dad. The Dad podcast, D-A-D. Yeah. No, but I'm saying, like, if you're like, park dark he's like hey um um what did you say his first name was carl carl hi i'm carl park and this is delco after dark like it's just that works it's it's very it very yeah. it flows real good yeah, it's almost poetic. It. yeah yeah oh. yeah it's the artist like in you pulling that out i didn't even see it and you're like here's a thread just pull that out here expertly done thread well i love like an enunciation i love like mm-hmm. a why why my why i picked the name Corey castle because it, it sticks out it just it just kind of goes like oh there's two it's a ck it's a it's got that cool like yeah. they both have the same sounding front letters i loved it <laughs> whatever works man whatever that's what works. an enunciation is of some sort right like i mean ever since louis had credit Caesar. forget it <laughs> It's the '90s advertising age. Mm-hmm. It got it gets in your head, and you're like, "No, yeah. that sounds that sounds right. That sounds right," because it was visual and the radio. Because radio was still big. Mm-hmm. You didn't have like screens to where you could just pop up an app and listen to you know, uh, you know, uh, a book or a podcast in your car. You didn't. You couldn't pop up YouTube on your TV. You know, we're in this new kind of age to where we thought the internet was amazing, and now it's kind of cranking up to a Spinal Tap eleven. <laughs> we were just talking. Um, my co-host on my on my other podcast, the Sunday Stew Pot. He's he's also a wrestler. He was like um, he was like maybe a generation before me. Um, he's you know since retired. He's mm-hmm. he's fifty. He's kind of out of the game now but uh yeah. you talk about like when he started and talking about when i started even like you couldn't watch matches on youtube you couldn't look up like you couldn't listen to experts talking about the sport unless you like seek that stuff out yeah and it was still like it was still kind of like not really too much of it out there like as far as like what what we would consider like shoot interviews, like they would happen, but like it was hard to get a hold of them. And I I got like I I stumbled upon like a whole. Remember remember uh, blank CD cases? Oh God, yeah. I had a whole blank CD case full of sh- wrestling shoot interviews. You'd step out of the DVD. Best Buy with a, a stack like this. 
I've just no, no, I never got one that big. Oh, <laughs> I got the big one, man. I oh, I had I had mixtapes to make off LimeWire, baby. I had to dip the co- the family computer in that pool of STD. We had to get in there. It was man. unsafe internet. LimeWire, man, that that was the most 2006 reference I've heard all day. Oh yeah, man. I mean, go back. I mean, right when Napster. When, when I saw it in the news, I was like, let's download this. Get all that we can before they shut this down. Oh, man. The pirating phase of the internet was awesome. That was awesome. I, I want people to have that that passion for wanting to hear my podcast. Go, you know let's I mean? get all this before... Let's get all this before it's gone. Or like, let's get all this before everybody before everybody else gets on it. And then mm-hmm. it changes and it becomes... Like, then it becomes popular for everybody to like it. I want yeah. people to be like my, such my fans that they're no. like the, they're like the punk fans who were like the nerds. I like the show back you when want, it was. You want the true nerds because yes, nerd. You can be a nerd or a geek about anything. Be and a nerd about me. Into, be a nerd about me. That goes back into your question of what is a perjanger. Mm-hmm. It's not. It's not a word. It's a nerd about me. That's what it is. Chris made it. Chris made it a word, and then through podcasting, we gave it a definition. And that's right. a person or group who love or infatuated with nerd and geek culture. Like I said, the best part about that, you can be a nerd or geek about anything. Oh, so man, what I'm is such a nerd or geek about? So many things. It's Jangers forty two. You know, I'm a car nerd. I'm a comic mm-hmm. and anime nerd, and uh, you know, and just overall mythology nerd and a nerd for learning. You know, and <laughs> Obviously, the technological side. YouTube University has gotten me this far, baby. Mm-hmm. You know, nobody taught us how to do this. We had to find out how to do this. Can, and can, I, can I admit to you something publicly that I don't think I've ever admitted publicly before? Oh, please. I love, I love, I love breaking news. I've tried. I've tried. I've tried to like anime. Okay. I can't. I don't know why. It gives me a headache. I don't like it. Let me, I, ask I, you, let me ask you this. Have you tried to watch Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood? Yes, I have tried to watch that okay. show on Netflix. And okay. I, and, I, I got uh, nothing then. I got I, nothing. I, you, I got you know, my brother like that one. My brother's um, the strongest anime fan. I showed him Steins Gate and he said it was schizophrenia. I like I like some adult animation, man. Like, I... I loved Invincible. If you watch that show, Invincible, yeah. I loved that show. Rick and Morty, but like, what's up? I and love Morty. Rick and Morty. Rick and Morty. I'm obsessed mm-hmm. with Rick and Morty. Like, Fantastic. I, I, I will. I, any any episode of my podcast, if you turn it on, you're gonna catch a Rick and Morty reference mm-hmm. during any of those conversations. It's gonna come up. Oh, well, I say, uh, come come for the Dumb and Dumber, stay for the Rick and Morty. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I and I want to say that I'm not caught up, but it, I feel like Rick and Morty just takes forever to put out episodes. And then there was that whole kind of like debacle with the one guy. I don't know. Yeah. Just put out episodes. I'll, I'll watch. Yeah, them around there. Justin Roiland. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's just, <laughs> Justin Roiland. Um, kind of a sign. What, what as the the British would call him a sex pest. Um, yeah. Yeah. he um. He, he, Apparently, you can't beat women, and you can't be, you know, 
You can't be a pervert these days. And also, you can't you can't do those things and also like be a public figure and then go on Epstein's island and think that like no one's ever gonna find out about it. Like uh, I mean, God bless. I I still like I still like Rick and Morty. I know he created it, but I can separate the art from the artist on all that. Yeah. I mean, that was a that was a dirty debacle. I mean. I mean, I'll quote Rogan, but Alex Jones was fucking talking about that for years and nobody thought he was serious. And they're like, holy crap, he was right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what the yeah. hell else was he right? They're making frogs gay. They were. The fucking frogs are gay. They were making it. It was a chemical. They didn't know they were doing it, but they were. They were making them gay. <laughs> what are you going to do? I mean, hey, a broken clock is right twice a day. Okay. Oh, man. I thought you were going to say a broken record. A broken record is <laughs> a broken record is skipping. It is skipping up a store. There's a lot of skipping around. There's a lot of skipping around. <laughs> but I've always I've been a fan of passionate people who have always they've had their thing, you know. I mean, especially meeting Chris. I knew he wasn't he wasn't the normal lemming that you meet. You know, he was a person with passion. I feel like a person with passion behind them, through enough talking to them, you can kind of such a good dad too, man. Have you ever seen him with his kids? He's dude. I love his kids. Connor is my one punch buddy. A matter of fact, you asked me if the one, and this is another part, a good part about uh, the roadcaster is that I have so many memories saved on this, but I always end off my podcast with my main man Connor saying <laughs> and a little bit of chris laughing at the end what did he say one punch one anime. Punch. <laughs> anime and he's my one punch buddy we both like one punch man uh i think it was two years ago he got me a, like a fleece blanket mm-hmm. connor got me a fleece blanket of one mm-hmm. punch man i still nice. use it all the time like nice. chris yeah. and his kids like mm-hmm. I used to be at the the giant deli counter and I was working with Chris and he would be off and he'd come up to the deli counter with his kids and they'd all run up to me, Matt, oh, and now they're driving. They're going to college. <laughs> I'm like, what is going on? You were the king. <laughs> this oh whole aging thing. Hey, stop this crazy thing called life. I, I can't wait for the day where I'm still using the Connor uh, of uh, drive on blood and he's like, you know, that's not my voice anymore. Well, yeah, I yeah. Have a deeper voice. Yeah, and you you turn around and that'll be tomorrow. Yeah, but it's not me. It's Chris. He's too busy. I've been asking him for new clips. He hasn't given them to me. The thing is, um, the thing is, um, it's cuter to keep it like that. To get one, to get one as he ages, and it's like one for it. Sure, you can do it, but keep using the baby one. Yeah, he was about like two or so at that one. And we just captured all these clips like play on my tangers. Didn't even get the last, didn't even get the name right, but it's it's adorable. And you, you, you love it, you believe it. Did you watch the new uh Daniel Tosh podcast? I haven't. Da- Daniel Tosh has a new podcast. It's called the Ooh. the uh, uh Posh or it's called the Tosh Show. Okay. And uh and at the end of it, he's like, oh, my when my son was a baby, he used to I used to record him making up bedtime stories. 
and, and his voice was so cute. I just wanted to like save that moment and have it forever. And he's like, and we'll end every episode with one of the stories from when his son was like a baby telling mm -hmm. him, uh, telling him these bedtime stories. And then, then they animate the story They're like, oh, that's awesome. That's also expensive. one planet. One planet was full of sharks and one planet was full of lions. I love it when they do the animation. My buddy, Joe Palladino, he had an idea for an animation and it it, it it is called. We did it. Two episodes. It was indie. So and we paid for it. So that was two episodes, about three minutes of animation. It was expensive. But it's called Tales of the Morgue, Unfortunate Deaths in Unfortunate Ways. I did episode two, wrote and directed it. It's called Until Death. And being able to write something like that. And then we got Stefan Johnson for voiceover. And he has a nice deep voice. And he sold it. Being able to like type something out when you're just, you know, fucking partying on a Saturday night. Let me get this done. Type this out real quick. And then to hear this man write, like, I wrote this? I don't, I don't remember writing that. I love when sometimes people like animate clips from podcasts. Yeah, I love that. I, I, dude, it, I, it's my dream to have someone be that big of a nerd for what I do to I like know. actually animate episodes of my podcast. Like, I would love that. Uh, I, I got a back I, catalog you can, for all you fans watching. Right. You can start I got, working. I got, I got plenty of material <laughs> you could go off of. Years Take a minute and animate it. Send it to me. I will plaster that crap on social media. Come on, bro. I, I know you're not. I know you're not like a. I know you're not like a huge wrestling fan, so you might not know who Lanny Poffo is. Not familiar. He's the he's the brother of the Macho Man Randy Savage. Oh, okay. Um. So, uh, we had him on our podcast once, and uh, and he was he he was saying. Like we were asking him questions and he's like, I don't have any heat. I don't want to talk about any of that. And anything we brought up, he'd be like, nope, no, nah, not nah. what? Nah. And then, and he was just being a kind of like, kind of a jerk to us. Like yeah. standoffish. Like, I, I had met him in person and he had been really nice to me. And in text messages, he's always really nice to me. But on the podcast, I guess he couldn't tell that I was on that show, but he was like kind of just being real dismissive on everything. And then all of a sudden, out of nowhere, he goes, I don't know if you guys can hear that, but there's an ambulance and I got to go. And then he hung up. And then we spent 45 minutes laughing about how weird he was being. And then I called him. <laughs> the ambulance, this, hear those sirens go by? I got to go. I'm Vigilante Puffo. <laughs> <laughs> and that was what we named the episode. And we're like, I was like, um, I think, I think, Rick Rick made a T-shirt and stuff like so it looks like like what what the animation would be if that was Vigilante Papa. Yeah, R.I.P. That guy's since passed. I always appreciate title it. I I I have always like the history of Perjangers. We have always tried to have an original title, and if you scroll through the YouTube, you will not find one repeat. Um, like uh, three eighty uh three ninety eight. Lug nuts podcast, Mr. Potato Head Car. Just show me your tailgate. Mm -hmm. That's yeah, it's, I, it's two uh, pieces I plastered together. That's a form that I do. I also just find something funny, like you were saying. It's mm -hmm. it's having fun with the title. And I do that. I hey, do that too. Where did this come from? Let me find it. 
how did we get to extra dimensional fluff? Uh, so, who, you know. so people see the title and they go, oh, man, I want to listen for that part. Let me listen to the whole episode just till I get to that part. The one title I am still so very proud of because it still gets random clicks because it's always just like one that'll pop up on the YouTube uh, uh, analytics. And it's uh, no uh, OK to Senpai, no to Hentai. And we were oh, yeah. talking about anime. A lot of people, a lot of people wanting to click on hey, that. How did they get here? You're right. It's an amazing episode that usually always leads to tentacles because people <laughs> that don't watch anime like to tie it to hentai. So I was like, I have my title. Uh, and then I just sat and enjoyed the show, made <laughs> sure everything else was good, and I put it out there, man. Sometimes a title, I'll just put no, I have it. I have it. This one will be appreciated in the long run. Even though it probably won't be, it'll be lost of time. A, a click, it's clickbaitable. It's, it's like, a yeah, debatable clickbaitable. Yeah, do I click this? <laughs> I don't know if I want to. And the, one of the best things I love to do, I love to like click click on the analytics and then see the suggested videos. Who clicked on the little button to your video? Like, what were they watching? And I didn't oh, know this was a that? thing you could look at. But you, the, can, you can it, check that in the analytics. I I, I didn't know oh, that. Oh, dude, I've gone down a rabbit hole. Let me, I mean, let me I, pull up this. I, this I don't think I get enough clicks on my on my YouTube videos. Dude, you'd be surprised. I tell you, just go into the just click on the video analytic and it's in, I believe, reached. Yeah, it's okay. Reach. I'm not. I'm for sure not going to start doing that now because I, I'm, dude. I'm like, so distractible. It's ridiculous how distractible. My Christmas I'm. cast. It goes, uh, and it was like 18 percent of the anal of the people who clicked on it because most people search for it. But this is only 18 percent of that. The Zodiac cracking the code of a serial killer. So you just get done watching that video and you're like, hey, Christmas cast with Brandon Spicer. Let's see what that one's about. <laughs> Time splitters, future perfect online night. OK, game. All right. That, that makes sense. Oxygen not included. Uh, Reddit rabbit holes. Part three. You got to part three and you're like, I need to watch something else. Dude, I got to watch I, anything else right now. That made me think of uh, that. That progressive commercial with Flo and she's like going to her sister's house and she's like she's like that's my purified oxygen she's like I can't live without oxygen <laughs> I'm telling you if it's just a it's I just found it so entertaining like what were you watching before you clicked on this video and sometimes it's disturbing they were watching stuff about serial killers. Okay, that's actually kind of normal these days. Well, yeah, it is. It's, it's absolutely weird. the biggest. The biggest genre of podcasting is like true crime and, mm -hmm. uh, as as South Park would call it, murder porn. You know what I'm really interested in doing? And I had this guy on, uh, Jim Cantonelli, and he is creator of X Night, which is a superhero co comic and film, mm -hmm. indie film. And one thing he said that he's going to do to expand out is he's doing an audio drama. And I was like, what's the difference besides like some sound effects, some other people to do the voices? It's pretty easy. You write it and the radio play. Yeah. 
you know, it's pretty much a, like the next step for any podcast that has cereals, writers. cereals, well, especially with I figure like with wrestling and what you do, that would be great. That'd almost be an evolution to it to where you could take that story that you want to tell mm -hmm. and you can evolve it further. No Evolving is not my thing. No, <laughs> no pun intended. But you know, <laughs> evolving is not my oh, thing. I'm not, I'm not into it. <clears throat> but that's the thing. It's like finding a new avenue, and that is not new. It's as old as radio. But bringing something back like that, you're like, oh, that's great. Because even Marvel and DC are doing. Annie that. Oakley. Yep. Like being able to just tell a story like that and have fun. Hello. Is it is it more stagey now? A little bit. A little more. Because it looks like your cartoon is judging you. It's like, yeah. I don't know. This guy. I don't know. You know, this is. I, I just pointed this out. I think with Johnny or some. Or maybe it was with Ben. With my one of my last guests, I was talking about how this isn't a this isn't a thing I'm ever known for doing. Um, <laughs> the wrestling, the superhero it, pose. It, it, it's pretty sassy of me to be like, hmm, hmm, hmm. Or like a little jagger, like moves. <laughs> I feel a little sass now that mm -hmm. you say that. I feel a little sass from that. Yeah, there's a little, 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 a, there's a little Corey, too. Corey, Corey Sassel. <laughs> 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 a little dude coming from Tory, uh, Corey Sassel there. Okay, you know, there's a little bit. Um, who's your? He's favorite? got a little sugar in his tank, and not. I'm not. I don't want to make you pick, pick favorites, but who's a guest that you had on that you're like, holy crap! I never even thought I would have that. Guy. I I feel like I feel like I can't really be like that, or else like it sort of like sometimes sometimes it feels it it feels cool to be talking to somebody whose voice you've heard a bunch. Or somebody who's like, who's like face you've looked at a bunch, but none of it's like for me. None of it's like I can't believe it, but it's sometimes it's just kind of cool. Like it was, it was cool to have Mike Kaplan on. I, I've been a fan of Mike Kaplan's comedy for a while. Just yeah. ha ha having him on and hearing his voice was neat. Like um, and Steve Morrison, you mentioned him. I, mm -hmm. I would, you know, I, that's one of the things. Like I had Mark McKenna on my podcast, right. Marvel. Marvel Inker, since I was in diapers, you know, been he's been shaping the nerdy, you know, realm my entire life. Right. And it's that was one of those times I randomly met him at the Ocean City Con because he was talking to Frank mm -hmm. and we mentioned the podcast. He he wanted to be on. He wants to be on again. Can't wait to have him on. But that was my that's my go to. That's how I started 2024 nice. with my sixth year with Mark McKenna. That's where I was like, okay, I got to make sure my whole game is stepped up. And, you know, that was like a wake up call. Like, hey, man, you may get really cool people on. It's not just going to be your friends. You know, <laughs> right. like I didn't expect to be the interviewer. I was just a silly podcast guy just trying to have fun. And then mm -hmm. I realized I could do some good. I could talk to people and let them know, hey, this guy's doing something amazing over here. I talked to Injetta Anthony. He's a, a multi-award winning indie uh, film director and writer. 
Mm-hmm. I got him on through Josh Ackley, who I met through the con circuit and all that. So just through cons and wrestling, and especially I've met so many amazing wrestlers and I want to start having more on, you know, my show tales of the hunted, because I want my fans to hunt you. I want everyone to hunt you because all the, my past guests are pushing this podcast because nobody talks about indie comics. Hunt. And I played into that too. I had Delco Spidey on mm-hmm. and I did like a little like Microsoft, you know, picture manipulation, pop the crosshair over his head, popped it down there on spider, me- uh, you know, social media. The next hunt is Delco Spidey yeah. and people loved it. You know, it's like that kind of like, oh, shit. Like, did you since we're talking about nerd stuff and I and this is like real obscure, super nerd, like uh, Internet cartoon from like from like early 2000s, the strong, bad um, uh, Homestar Runner. Did you know Homestar Runner? Homestar Runner. No, I am unfamiliar. No. Oh my yeah. god, that, it pops that, right up on a Google search, though. I'll tell you uh, that. Uh, yeah, uh, uh, my best friend was into that, and he would play, he had like CDs of it, and he'd play it, and we'd laugh our asses off. Mm-hmm. And like he would show me cartoons on, on the internet back then. Yeah, I, I mean, how what, does it say what year that is? Uh... Uh, 96 oh shit grounds yeah. oh shit that is wow that's uh, see that's i thought it was 2000s it was it might have been 2000s when i discovered it when he was showing it to me homestar runner is an american comedy animated web series and webs uh website created by mike and matt chapman known collectively as the brothers chaps mm. like that the series centers on the adventures of a large and diverse cast of characters headed by the titular character, Homestar Runner. Um, and he, and he would, <laughs> I the they gave him this voice, and this this is, always gets stuck in my head. They did they did a thing where like it was the the girlfriend's answering machine, and uh, somebody prank called him, and he called back his girlfriend's answering machine. He's like. Hey, so, so, I don't know where you get off saying that that I, but you. He was like, "What? From now on, it's not going to be the Homestar Station anymore. You get, you can take the the nine thirty alone train to a lone town, making frequent stops at ex girlfriend Junction, West girlfriend, ex girlfriend Junction, and East. Waking up with you." <laughs> and, I I stumbled through that, but the, yeah. the, and you I got there I, in the end. there in the end. I don't get it. I don't. Uh, I don't do a great impression, but uh, it gets stuck in my head, and I'll wind up continuing to talk like Homestyle One every once in a while. Some things can get stuck in your head like that. Mm-hmm. Like my, my friend was showing me, it was a clip where they took uh, anime out of context a little because they had like music and different things that set up, and it was. Coldplay, um, it was this guy, and it was this set in the anime where this guy just like closes his eyes and he throws his hands up, and, and the other person starts freaking out, and they played that Coldplay, and it was and if you close your eyes, that pops <laughs> in my head 
to where I can't shut it off. And I instantly will just start giggling to myself <laughs> for no reason. It was just that a small section of that video. But for some reason, I laughed way too hard on that throughout the years. But it still gave me joy. Yes. Shoot. Shoot. Uh, I, dude. I, I I randomly quote so much stuff that no one has absolutely no idea what I'm talking about. It's the only person who kind of ever really gets my references are my best friend, Rick. And like, that's only because we're we've known each other for 30 years or something. Well, a long friendship will have that, especially mm-hmm. like infamously. Sometimes I, like with me. I, I don't I forget about the years and stuff and like what which one of my friends has met who and who's met who and I have my own I, references. I, stuff I, do, I meet so many people and I, I, yeah. I consume so many so many long cool conversations with people that sometimes mm-hmm. like I can't remember which one's which and I mean I, it doesn't make me any less excited to to know them or like to be able to oh, yeah no to, to unravel that. To always remember faces because I do that same thing and uh-huh. I've worked in customer service at a car dealership i've seen thousands and thousands of people i'm a server dude i i yeah i i'm i my my job is to talk to people and kind of hardest question is when people say you look familiar where do i know you from you tell me bro (laughs) i don't know (laughs) am i supposed to pick the memory out of your head like I've been around. I've been places. I don't know. And then I was at a store recently, and the woman was like, you know what? My roommate watches your podcast. I was like, oh, shit. He's the guy. He's the viewer. Awesome. <laughs> He's the guy. Hey, guy. We've Thank been looking you. For- yeah, tell me some thanks. <laughs> it's it's funny, man. I, I, I've told this story a couple times on here, but uh, I... Uh, my buddy has a has like a pretty popular podcast and like he was he was playing the comedy club in, in Philly and I, I I I went and we we hung out with him after after he was done. Like we went to the show and hung out after and that's cool. People kept coming up to him and they'd say, Oh my god, I listen every day. Oh, I'm such a fan. And he'd go, Thanks, sign their thing and they go. But I'm like, for me, if someone says that to me, I'll be like, tell me everything. Tell me all your favorite parts. When tell you, me every- first, what was your favorite what episode? It? Did you like if, this title? Oh, I know. It was awesome, wasn't it? I would so fall into that. What yeah. is your favorite part? I want to know it all. I want to know how you feel and why. What else do you like? And what makes me fit into the thread of the things you like? Like, I I, I, I would be too busy trying to, yeah. to learn about these people. But I guess when you get to a certain level of well, you got to figure how many people does he meet he meets who, a, a lot more than even me and you probably combined right you know what I mean? so, so he was just like okay thanks like it's awesome bro thanks <laughs> cool thanks for hey. coming out <laughs> oh you you're gonna give me ad- admiration too oh that's very nice thank you <laughs> that's why i do it next yeah, no. I'll always accept compliments. I mean, oh yeah, that's great. Go ahead and throw them at me. Yeah, go ahead and throw them at me. I I was on somebody's podcast a while ago, and they were giving me all these compliments, and then they hit it with, "Yeah, it's almost like I hate you," and I'd be like, 
Okay. Well, I mean, uh, this is, well, I have confidence because <laughs> if I were you, I'd hate me too. I get it. I get it. Yeah. <laughs> like, I, but, I, I, but like he didn't, wasn't meaning like actually hates me, but it's just a yeah. matter of like all these great yeah. things about you. I'm jealous. Mm -hmm. And that's what I'm Yeah. Saying. The jealousy. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, yeah, uh, I'll, I'll accept that. I'll accept yeah. it. I mean, I mean, in a way, I, I'm so jealous of you. It's a, it is a compliment mm -hmm. because mm -hmm. that person's, it's the only way they can express, mm -hmm. you know, that kind of admiration. Maybe I, I don't know. It's, it's, they're just bitter people. I think. I, I think I, I, I've uh, been saying this for a while, and I might have said mm -hmm. it on a few episodes recently. Uh, it's like I've always kind of wanted to live the type of life where if i wasn't me i'd wish i was that's a good way to go about it so so like to hear people are kind of jealous and wishing that they were me until they hate me for it you're doing it right kind of means i'm on track with what i've always wanted to be par for course nobody hates me so you know <laughs> there you go i'll, I'll give you some i'm doing horrible now i'm the bearing man you're going great Going great. Everyone loves everyone check loves this. Check like this. That's the ego stats. <laughs> Attributes up. You know what I mean? But <laughs> ultimately, I try not to look at the comments. Um, I I have to because you know it's part of running a company, but I try not to put much stock into it because everybody, you know, they're they are, you know, it's America. You can have your opinion. And mm -hmm. I'll let you say it, but you know, I mean, I try not to let that affect me. And that's the hard part, especially when you're doing really good. Cause you're I, like, I'm the fucking shit. This is why I say like the fact that the stakes are so low because mm -hmm. I don't have a built-in audience as it, as it is like, as far as like mm -hmm. widespread. Yeah. So like, I'm not getting that stuff. Like people are only saying that to me and they're not saying it in a hurtful way. Like nobody's coming for me. Yeah. And then anybody who has a problem with me is the type of person who has a problem with everybody and anybody. And, and I, I'm not taking that personally, mm -hmm. nor do I have to do it. You know what I mean? Like no one's leaving me any dirty comments or anything. No one's saying anything hateful or gross at me. And I, and I love that. And I, I, I can, I'd like, I, you know, like my, my reach to grow some mm -hmm. and, and have that stuff like kind of weed its way out. Yeah. But at the it's same time, eventually going to be there, but I'm not going to, you know, as it gets bigger, I'm not going to read all the comments. I mean, I read all the comments now because the yeah. audience is little. Well, yeah. Yeah. You could do that with a little audience. It's like communism with a couple people, it works. Once you get mm -hmm. to a bigger group, it starts to fall apart. Okay. Mm -hmm. But with, I didn't actually feel like I was a real podcast until I got a dislike on YouTube. I was like, all right, people, we're fucking doing it. We got a dislike. Down <laughs> the like, bell. I, you know, <laughs> you know, I mean, I'm doing something right. If I'm pissing somebody off uh, yeah, because I, 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 I go for the joke, I'm a fan. I'm a stand up comedy fan like you. I mean, like 90s stand up comedy central was everything. Yeah, I mean, I've been, I, I got, a, I got a, a few thumbs down on one of my jokes I did on stage. Like I did a, I did a, a clip of my standup, and I, 
And I got a few thumbs down on that. And I was like, all right, maybe I'm doing something. Maybe, <laughs> maybe I'm somebody. Hey, look yeah. at me. I got a thumbs down. Yeah. Someone just, had a choice to like me or not, and they chose to not. I'm just so scared to do that stand up. I feel like I, I'm afraid I'll get bit by that bug, too. <clears throat> I mean, it's a very expensive bug, too, as Big Brother's sounding in my ear. It is an expensive ass bug. <laughs> so, I mean, I, I think I'm, I'm good with podcasting. I'll be the funny guy on a podcast, well, but I, think, I respect I think the shit is, out of it. I think, like, I, I, I'm so. I'm, I'm over driving long distances to mics and stuff yeah. unless it's like paid gigs or like, like gigs specifically where people are coming to see what I'm putting on. Yeah. Like I'm all for you it. Let me know. I will go to your fucking gig. I, I would, I would love to go to my gig too. <laughs> I will go. You got a fan <laughs> right here. If you can play to the one guy, I'm the one guy. Hey, you, you're the, you're the, are you the thumbs down one? Are you the thumbs down one? I don't want to say it until I see your set. <laughs> <laughs> it was a very expensive sake. I, I have a, I have, um, I have a lot of, I have a lot of things that are like, uh, dad jokes and puns and, um, oh, yeah. word play. I do a lot of, Some of the I do best a, jokes I do. of those. Okay. And, 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 um, you know, sometimes I'm right people, in there with you, man. They're the best jokes because everyone knows them. them and, and you have to be smart and you have to be quick for that shit. And yeah. it's and people go, "Oh, that's lazy joke writing." I'm like, "No, that's lazy listening." Yeah, you're if if you can't if you can't laugh at that, then mm -hmm. you're the dingbat, not me. Because I've made some I've made some you know well crafted corny or dad jokes that have onion layers to them where you can look at it from multiple layers i love uh, we love onions on the projectors and wallhangers media network mm -hmm. i love when you can be able to and maybe that's the stand-up comedy fan in me but i love being able to look at it from a whole bunch of different angles and being able to laugh at all those different angles yeah because that's a true joke we lost jokes for a while there it was touch and go but i feel like if we keep going we can keep the funny back it's on life support but it's doing fine. The doctor says with proper meds, the funny's still going to be around for a while. As long as we keep that wokeism in check with the with proper medication. It's it's it is tough, man, because like you can offend you can offend anybody with anything. And yeah. you gotta you gotta you gotta be even more fearless. You gotta I be even more fearless. People right there. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean like Dude, I, I, I got, I got called, um, I did a joke, dude, I'm only, I'm, for the most part, it's wordplay. It's the, the, it's not, it's not, it's not that I'm, I think I was saying something about like the, the line was something like, uh, I walked past the church and there was a sign that said, Jesus nailed it. And I was like, all right. I get it. Like he was a carpenter and he had good ideas, but saying he nailed it when he was nailed to a cross, wouldn't you think that'd be offensive to some people? Like you don't go past this and they say that you don't walk past this and they say that these yeah. are, the, these are the, the, the examples. It's not that I'm saying that I believe that this is yeah. how it should be. And after I got off stage, the next person that came on stage called me racist game of Thrones. Wow. And, 
And I was like, mm, that's a little heartbreaking. Uh, I was not trying to hurt anybody's feelings. I was just making jokes. But everybody wants to be righteous. They do. You want to be righteous. You want to. You want to. You want to feel righteous. Your team to win. I'm on the right side. That guy was on the wrong side, and that problem. That person probably won't be doing comedy for very long, because you got to love it. But you also have to understand the premise of I'm saying something, but just because I say that, you know, you know something. I was going to go really dark when I was like, not over there. <laughs> but I tend to go to the dark side on my comedy, but I'll, I'll lighten up a bit. But you could say something that, ex, you know, that extreme to where it, it will offend people. Mm -hmm. And, you know, uh, I'm not going to do that one either. But I'm self-checking on a lot of, you know, there was a couple really good Hamas jokes in there that I did not say. Okay. I just want to let the listeners know I censored myself there. And that is what we have to pay attention to because that is the real problem. Not being able to say something. There's you can tell the intention of the reason why we're gathered here in this room is mm -hmm. to enjoy ourselves. Yes. If you if there is some people that are enjoying themselves and you're the only one who didn't enjoy that one joke, you're the only one who got offended by that thing. Remember that like nobody's supposed to do anything about everything you're offended about. Like mm -hmm. the world's still going to be what it is. And your, 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 your delusions of righteousness aren't going to change it. Well, and that's the advent of the internet. It's given that fucking idiot a goddamn phone. And then some, one of the other idiots is like, Oh, this person's right. That was wrong. And now you have all these idiots talking to each other. And now it looks like oh, this is a major problem in America. We have over 20,000 people really concerned that the squirrels are going to be taking all of our food this winter. I'm like, what? No. If you're having a squirrel problems, I feel bad for you, son. <laughs> but that's the thing. It's just like some people will hyper-focus on something that is so inconsequential. You're like, guys, there's this big problem over here. You want to talk about Turn that? The frog's gay. You're not paying attention. The squirrel, who cares about the squirrels? The frogs are gay. You know? What are we going to do with all these gay frogs? Alex, give me something. <laughs> Alien and human pig hybrids aside. Um, but I really think that it's, it's podcasting that is kind of saving jokes. All the best comedians have a podcast. Was the way they that they created there. Eve was they broke off. At, there was an if there was an Adam and an Eve frog mm -hmm. to to make the Eve frog, they would have to break off one of the Adam frogs ribbits. <laughs> that was good. That was good because I appreciate a good corny joke. <laughs> well, <laughs> were you Gretzky on that? Did you see where it was going before it got there? I, I, it was there was a little fog there was a little fog there and i'm like where is he going is there a turn there is there a turn there you know but that's where people that's who appreciate those kinds of jokes are my audience and that's where you're going that that's what you're saying where you're talking about with your friend of over you know uh, uh, and being having a, a deeper connection with them is mm -hmm. because they can see through the fog right. and they can see like oh he's going here all right let's let's go you know, it's that kind he, made, of he made he made a whole like compilation 
of times when I made jokes on our on our podcast where the, like the whole room went silent and I had no idea what I was talking about. And it was like the 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 cringy Corey moments or whatever. Oh, thank God I don't have those on the internet. My old partner deleted all all, all the shit on the YouTube, so I'm like, whoa! There's a bunch of moments in my past. I'm like, man, you should have kept your mouth shut. But I'm saying, like, he'll get all my references and stuff. But mm -hmm. when it comes to like yeah. me being cheesy and corny, he yeah. he scoffs at that stuff. He's like, oh, oh, I know. But I think I got a good sense of my humor from him. Well, and that's the thing because my old coworker, used, she used to call me the cheese master because I would throw out cheesy jokes, but I would do almost like that old style, old school like uh, announcer, video game host, and I'd <laughs> announce that corny joke, and then I would get people to laugh because they'd know I know it's bad. That's why I'm saying it because you know it's bad, and then they start laughing. Being able to work in a, a corny joke. It's hard. I got those dark, those quiet moments to where you're like, ah, it's fine. I enjoyed it. Fuck you. My name is Joshua Park, and this is Bucks County After Dark. Bucks <laughs> Co. After Dark. Oh, <laughs> uh, this is Welcome great. Back. Tying it all together. Tying it all together. <laughs> Bucks Co. After Dark. I mean, the, the craziest thing is... I, I live in Boston. With the Triforce, you have a Batman yourself. Did you know that? Bucks County Batman. I had him on Triforce podcast. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, you got a Batman uh, over there. Uh, and actually, I think I, think did, I did know about that because um, he did the event we were, in Philly. Where well, we were doing we were doing press because we released a we were we released a short film on YouTube, um, where it was like a, a alternate universe um bruce wayne origin mm -hmm. story and it was called bruce and it's it's only it's only 15 minutes but uh it, it was really great and i think it got a couple I thumbs down minutes. too You're great you know <laughs> i had three minutes you don't know 15 that's like damn that's a whole season on my end it, it might it might have got three or four thumbs downs oh you made it then Not, wow yeah. I didn't know you were big time right now. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a big deal. Three or four <laughs> thumbs down on my YouTube video. Hey, you see, you got four thumbs down. I think he's gone places. I, I think I think I'm the Bucks County Batman. <laughs> but I was calling out all muscle men in Delco to step their game up and do more cosplay like that because you know i was talking to batman i was talking to spider-man and i was telling people just like that and then i say you realize how awesome my life is when i get to say oh i just got done talking to spider-man oh <laughs> sorry right, i got batman batman do i need to block you come on man but no they're both amazing people but they're doing amazing things for the community a lot like what you do with the wrestling you're bringing joy to a community that had none they had no fun the internet killed them and stomped their dreams and then you come into town with some old-fashioned fun it's the same kind of thing of I, being able I, to connect to people like that i don't um i don't actually do cosplay as, as batman but you I should think, that's my but, point um, more I people do, should do that do greenland greenland I, I do cosplay pro wrestling so uh, i do it like conventions and Mm -hmm. things like that um 
most like comic book conventions and anime conventions and okay. different I kinds won't of call you out. You have a pass. All the other muscle men in Delco and Buxco, step your fucking game up because you're already doing the Lord's work. I'll, I'll, I'm Aquaman in those cosplay pro wrestling matches. Like I just said, Aquaman, go right ahead. Fucking, I think I think it brings some joy to people. Oh yeah. Bring well, some and the thing is, feel like Delco Spidey, he started doing it when he, he got fired from his job, and now mm -hmm. he's running uh, for Valentine's Day. He goes out uh, Valentine's Day and around Christmas. He goes out to the schools and he also goes to the retirement communities. So he'll bring, he'll have the kids write cards for the people in the retirement communities and they'll go give the cards. And then the people in the retirement communities, some of them are like, they used to be teachers. They used to be principals. They haven't moms that they haven't seen car, a card from a kid in a very long time. And it means the world to them because they're also getting a fucking card from Spider-Man it's that kind of joy to where i see it's this guy just donating his time and being able to bring a lot of joy to people and that's just like with the cosplay being out at the con some of these people with cosplay are spectacular but if you're gonna do that level and be that delco spidey or, or you know batman or spider-man you're gonna be shelling out some major cash I, they told me like i think spidey told me his first suit was like 750 dollars mm -hmm. yeah Dude, my gear that I wrestle in, not not um, you know, not not the Aquaman stuff, but I'm saying like my regular stuff, mm -hmm. like it's all custom stuff. So it's all yeah. stuff I had to design. Like I'm I'm commissioning uh seamstresses and artists mm -hmm. and and all that like the, the being a pro wrestler, I think being a pro wrestler, being a cosplayer, and being a drag queen are all kind of the same thing. Yeah. Like we're all really into the getting this part of it right mm -hmm. um, when it comes to the like the presentation of it. Yeah. Um, with you know, of course, with with all thing with all of the things, there's risks involved. But with ours, there's like more of a, a physical, like all the time risk. Yeah, I don't really have a lot of all the time risk. I mean, maybe uh, pull a muscle in my back in my day to day job, but you know, even <laughs> podcasting, like what? Maybe I got a paper cut. Eh, maybe I don't have any paper around here. It's the digital age, but well, I mean, I wouldn't say being a pro wrestler is my full-time job. Um, I mean, it's, it's, it's my, I would, I say I have a pro wrestling career, okay. but it's not, it's not, it's not anything that's that's ever earned me a full-time living. Well, that's, a good, had, that's also a good uh, correction on my part because a job and a career are two completely different things. Right. Right. I've always had a, a pro wrestling career. Mm. Uh, say i'm have i have a, a broadcasting career i yeah. say i have an acting career but none of those things have actually given me a career salary but those are just the things that like like i'm i'm I, i'm gonna i'm gonna i'm gonna show this again because i show it every time i'm beating my drum as many times there's a there's a drum for every one of the things that i'm passionate about yeah. in my in my the circle of my soul, you know, and uh, I'll never stop my drum, and that those will be my careers until something well, else. It's because you know. you're passionate about it, and like I said in previous podcasts, that a lot of my friends don't have a passion. Now, maybe that I see that I'm I'm not seeing that correctly, and they're pat. Well, no, my passion's my family. It's mm -hmm. not 
this oh, yeah. thing. People have passions about different things, but especially mm -hmm. like a passion and having a goal in something that is not monetarily, it won't make sense for a very right. long time, confuses people. Like, I it's can't tell you how many a risk. It's to. mostly a risk. And for the most part, most people don't make it. Most people who do the thing that I'm trying to do don't make it in that thing. That I'm doing multiple things at a time where most people won't make it doing it. Uh, that makes me feel like I don't even want to try. Yeah, a lot of a lot of people will talk about how they're going to do the things and then never do it. Yeah. So not even fail at doing it, fail at ever starting to do it. I'd rather fail at doing it. Yeah, I, myself. I, I, if I had to choose, not that I would want to fail, but if I had to choose, I'd rather fail in the act. You know, mm -hmm. I'd rather go down in that plane trying to do the flip. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I said, I quote <laughs> Napoleon Hill. You know, but it's that kind of passion that we both have, mm -hmm. and I feel that it's it's not something that a lot of people have actually really been able to. Like, I haven't been able to really connect with a lot of different people outside of like Christopher Bristow and my brother and different people like that. I haven't been able to explain like, no, I'm going to this event. Oh, are you getting paid? I lie to him. I tell him, yeah, because it's just easier for them to quantify why I'm right. taking my time out. None of their business. Why wouldn't it you want to make matter. overtime? Why wouldn't you want to make money over here? You can make money, 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 money over here. Right. It's if I was concerned about money, I would have paid attention in school. I wouldn't have been doing this. I wouldn't be doing what I'm doing for a living. I'm doing what I do because I have a passion. It's the same thing that I see from you. It's almost like I got a fucking Dragon Ball scouter and I'm like, oh, his level. I, like I don't know what that means, but I love it. Exactly. You got it's it's a full thing. Sometimes you just say the jokes out there, not for the person that's in the box, but for the person that's watching the box, giggity. <laughs> the gas station. And I was running delivery and I got fired because I went out for a cigarette. It was this old Greek guy who was running the store and he's just like, you know, grow, come back when you grow up. Like, All right. I had my friend pick me up. Because I just got into an accident running delivery for this guy. I almost died. I made a U-turn where I shouldn't have. I looked right. I looked left. And when I looked left, I saw a Mercedes-Benz emblem coming at my head doing 80, you know, coming to a stop. So I looked down at the shit gear shifter, and I thought, if I put it in reverse, I'll blow the trends, and I'll probably die. If I gun it, I could get it away from my head. The car literally hit, like, right back here. So I just got it away from myself. I wasn't wearing a seatbelt. And right in the initial jolt, that's when you go out the window. But I distinctly remember to this day, a hand right here holding me in the seat. Hmm. And hmm. I can't explain it. I broke down crying to my mom after that like i should have died and she's like now 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 i'm like you don't understand man i wasn't wearing my seatbelt, and i was going that way so i can't explain it but i don't know that that that's one thing i've never been able to explain in my life that little incident and then years later to what you're saying they called me up i was working for like giant in the deli 
And then they called me up like, hey, can Matt work this weekend? Like, yo, I haven't worked for you in over a year. No, I'm not grown up yet. <laughs> but but the divinity, the you divinity know, of I was supposed to go you back. getting tired in that moment. It had to mean some sort of sinky thing. I would have been Pope if I would have went back to work that day. I don't know. Mm -hmm. You know, mm -hmm. I mean, but there is that like divine intervention to where you're like, okay, that was weird. I, I call that story my my big fat Greeks, my big fat Greek firing. <laughs> it was right out there. It was like low hanging fruit. And you're just like, Lip. that's been in front of you your whole life. <laughs> like, thanks. Couldn't reach. <laughs> that was so good. You can have that from now on. <laughs> I've gifted that to you. <laughs> but it's like those weird kind of life hit, uh, interactions to where who there's like so many, so many stories and so many people that you meet that it's it's it's, it's awesome, but it's also like certain points in my life. I'm like. I have to be very nice to this person because I don't know if I'll make it out with my spleen. It's, it's so weird to hear stories like that. And to like, no, you know, you know, every, every other story you've ever heard that's, that's it's regarding some sort of divine intervention, some sort I've of never like, talked about that, by the way, some, some was, sort of the first time I've ever, I've ever said that on a podcast. Well, that's, that's amazing. That's amazing. And, um, yeah. I'm I'm very glad you shared it. Thank you for sharing that. But uh, I I was saying like to hear all the stories that are similar to that, and like people who just instinctively knew that things had to be this way for things to work out the right way, just trusting their gut on it, and yeah. like the 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 this uh, the the coincidences and the synchronicities line up so perfectly that there's no possible way that that could just be a coincidence, mm -hmm. and the fact like. To hear all that kind of stuff and be like, I'm still a complete atheist on things. I, I, I don't think I could I could truly mean that if I were to say it. But I have my moments where I'm so like I'm so like agnostic with a lot of things. Uh, yeah, agnostic's the better word, I feel, because it, you can't trust people in mm -hmm. especially written word that has been passed down through history. What do you listen? What factoid do you listen to your dad that isn't public knowledge? Right, and and, 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 and that has that weird, crazy, a little bit of flavor from whoever's whoever's writing it the next time, and it's it's interpreted through lane. languages and languages and languages so many times, so many times. It's whispered down the lane. Core sometimes. belief that is real there, absolutely. Mm -hmm. I felt right. it. I just don't believe people. I believe mm -hmm. that yes, you know, maybe whatever you want to believe, yes. That is real. There is, you know, a higher power. I have felt it. I can't say no. You know, when you were um, when you were telling your story, and you were like, "I looked left and I looked right," I I can still see it in my and head. Then you saw, then you saw the, the 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 Mercedes Benz flying at you. It was black. Right? Yeah. What was it? It was a black Mercedes. Black Mercedes. Yeah. So it was a peace sign. <laughs> Bye. Peace. <laughs> yeah. We don't kill you now. Peace. <laughs> That's what I was saying. And then somebody else was like, "Whoa." Yeah. 
leave this piece here. Yeah. Uh, when you were telling that part of the story, I was uh, in the back of my head already singing, I just can't wait to be king from Lion King. Everybody look left. Everybody look right. <laughs> Everybody look, <laughs> I'm avoiding headlights. It's crazy you bring up anime that that I don't know why it jostled me back to my last uh, podcast with Jamar Brown, where he was telling a story where he's in animation. He was, uh, you know, uh, working with somebody in animation and they're talking about like this crazy escape plot for a movie to where it's like uh, a cowboy and an astronaut trying to escape a house. And I'm like, hang on, man. Are you trying to tell me they wanted you to work on toys? you're like yeah <laughs> what and instead and then he goes to well instead they brought me down to uh seth mcfarland he was there working on a project with hbo like and i'm sitting there editing like then he goes to hbo spawn what are you telling me you know that kind of right. lining these up are all, these, these are, are all lines. larger stories than that. yeah like oh you know you know I, I can't be in humble but like uh tell me the actual thing <laughs> i bought i bumped into don king when i was in fourth grade mm -hmm. it was we were uh the, it was we left the day of the tyson holyfield fight mm -hmm. and we were in las vegas <clears throat> we were checking out at the front and we were walking out to the front door where my dad had the car waiting and there was one guy and then ugh, damn cord two bigger beefier guys bodyguards on either side and it's me my mom and my brother they go outside i go in i've seen football let's go i go right in and ignorant little fucking brat i was i bump into this guy i look back and i see the hair in a point he was everywhere in the news then. Everybody knew Don King, even me as a fourth grader. And I go to my mom and my brother. I'm like, I just bumped into Don King, literally. Mm -hmm. My brother goes, cool. My mom goes, who? <laughs> and, and you were excited. I was excited. I was like, I literally bumped into that guy. Do you know where my brain goes right away when you tell me that? Oh, I just can't wait to meet King. <laughs> right back to the Lion King. <laughs> As it should. I can't wait to be King. Vote for me now. That's how that works, right? Oh. These 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 threads will constantly be pulled on. It's it's how it should be. It's how it should be. You know? <laughs> uh it goes back to that traditional radio, you know, I mean, being able to be in the studio, like meet like legendary broadcasters like Pierre Robert and Bubba John. That was awesome. Back then, you know, radio, it was radio and TV. Dude, Pierre, Pierre rocks, man. I mean, anybody, anybody listening to this outside of the yeah. uh, Philadelphia, He's the best Philly, New Jersey yeah. area. Um, He's a legend. If you if you were to to look up Pierre Robert, you 
you'd see that he's like a legend in this area radio, radio legend for sure oh huge huge like <laughs> huge personality but he is so short like i feel tall i'm like five foot five and i'm like pierre like i can't believe such an immense personality is like compressed into such you know this time i've never, guy, I've never actually so met nice. pierre oh he is amazing when my brother and i we called up mmr when i was in eighth grade and we had the idea to do funny voices we had these people that lived down the street from us and on their mailbox were the stoners it was their last name and we would always make these funny stoner voices <laughs> and one time we had the idea to call up mmr and we were driving down the road on driving down route one in oxford because that's why we 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 did we were driving down to the mall it's a, like a 45 minute drive you're talking and about oxford valley pa oxford pa out in chester oh, county okay right out okay there by like well, you said route one i know that i yeah, i'm that i live i live in langhorn so i'm right i'm right yeah. by oxford valley so that's what i okay. thought you were talking it, about the other one yeah the one <laughs> <laughs> the one with a lot of fields and MMR, we still barely got them. Like back out then, you'd have days to where something was affecting it. Um, but we would call in, and this is like 2001, 2002. Um, we called in, and we were Chuck and Charlie Stoney. And we got the name because we were requesting the Grateful Dead, Truckin'. But he asked us our names. So we thought, we said Chuck. So we're Chuck and Charlie. We kept calling in. And one day, we asked to be in studio. And then, you know, for a while we were in studio, we were doing stuff with Raz to the point to where one of the bits we did got nominated for a national radio award. Mm -hmm. And then um, when the Eagles, <clears throat> the Eagles are doing good. Tasty Cake had that green filling. Mm -hmm. It was right then. And they went to MMR. They're like, hey, these stony, these stoner brothers you got on there. We want them to go out and look for the green filling, but we want them to find like the wrong thing. They keep finding everything else but Tasty Cake. And I was like, damn, we made it. We got fucking Tasty Cake asking us to do a fucking ad for him. That's awesome. Yeah. And that was eighth grade. And then it's like, you go to high school and nobody cares. No. Yeah. Yeah. Like, it, it, it's it's cool to, to think, like, someone somewhere will recognize you for something. Yeah. But it's the like, majority of people are going to have absolutely no idea. But it speaks to it because what you do ultimately you got to be happy with like what right. I do. I, like I'm generally trying to entertain myself. Right. Yeah. Dude. I, I can't believe he never played. He never played any of it as bumps or, you know, he, he always throws yeah. those rat, those hilarious bumpers out there, dude. Oh, when he, yeah. when he did, when he did the one <laughs> with the, the, you don't know my name, the, uh, the oh, Chris Cornell, I love that, that one cracks me up. I love I, that. And that, that kind I want to like, when I was doing Triforce, I tried to start running gags and stuff like that. Because if you live in the Philadelphia area, and to say you weren't affected by MMR is very hard. Mm -hmm. You know, the the legendary, how many radio stations have disappeared? Disappeared. Oh, dude, Y100 was was my my jam. I went to y, number one on my dial, like for sure all the time. We right. were MMR. We were an MMR house. We didn't go right. YSP. We didn't go, you know, Y100. I 
first found Preston and Steve when they went on the MMR. Well, I think I like 500 because it was more alternate, alternative. Yeah. Like it was, they had more like alternative than than like classics and everything. Yeah. Everything that rocks, that's their yeah. that's their whole thing. Yeah. But but Y100 was dedicated to alternative rock. See, I would flip to Y100 or YSP whenever MMR were on their like commercial binges. Like we gotta pay the bills, and I'm like, guess what? Hey! Uh, now uh, I don't really do. I don't really listen to the radio normally when I'm in the car. I just turn on podcasts. I listen to podcasts or audio books. Spotify. Yeah. So um. I'm when, listening when to the Bhagavad Gita right now. Are you? Yeah. I have that. Yeah, eight, I, long, eight hours long. I'm like, fuck wow. it. Let's go, bud. Is that is it on something? Is it on it's on Audible? Um, yeah, my I I'm I'm hooked up to my brother's Audible, and mm-hmm. he's a psychologist. He has a lot of really great books. Um, it would be interesting. I feel like that would be such an interesting thing to listen to, especially because like yes. when you re- when you're reading it, you don't know how to Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, I know you're you're reading it, but you don't know how it's pronounced as you're reading yes. all these things. That's why so I love listening to it on audio would be more fascinating than anything, dude. It's how I got through Game of Thrones. I tried to go through Dune. I feel I still feel like I need at least a family tree to be able to figure my way out through that one. But you know, I've I've listened to like Robert Greene, Forty Eight Laws of Power. I've listened to you know a whole bunch of different books, to just expand my mind. And especially since I'm tiptoeing into comic book writing now, um, mm-hmm. my podcast partner, Frank, in Tales of the Hunted, is Frank Percy. He used to mm-hmm. ink Punisher War Journals. And I, met him. I had him on the podcast three years ago at the Game and DVD Exchange. And mm-hmm. like a tiger, I just latched my claws into him. Um, one meeting, I was with him and Mark Gervais, and they were talking about the comic, Karibi the Hunted. And they were talking about this backstory that they needed for mm-hmm. the comic. And it was like double Dutch. I was just like, I don't know what I said to Frank, but he was just like, Matt, are you telling me you're a writer? And I was like, yeah. So I got the very, I got the the pleasure to write the backstory for his comic, Karibi the Hunted. It's called Chronicles of the Hunted. It's about the the aliens, the Tishan Quis, and how they become the, uh, this big baddie. And it was stepping out of my norm. When I was talking to Jabbar Brown, his question to me was, was it scary? And I was like, yeah, it was scary. I was pestering Frank every moment that I stepped behind the keyboard. And he just told me, write it. Just write it. Write it down. Do it. And then I sat down and I wanted to seriously write. And I realized one thing that helps me when I'm writing is... I listened to music, especially rap music. When I was writing Caribe the Hunted, or Chronicles of the Hunted, rather, I put on Wu-Tang Clan, Protect Your Neck, mm-hmm. and then let YouTube the YouTube algorithm go from there. And then that music going on, I went through it, I wrote the 12 pages, and it's we're working on getting Caribe out this year with the Kickstarter. So mm-hmm. it's like you're saying, being uh, you know from Divine Intervention to now, trying to connect all these dots that are popping up in front of me i'm you just know, let me let me let me bring up a sink a weird funny sink because okay. it's funny that you bring up wu-tang and um as as we were getting ready to record and i was like hold on let me go use the bathroom real quick and i'll come right back as i was as i was as i was peeing i i was singing the um it was from wu-tang forever 
it was um i think it's called visions mm -hmm. but i was saying swap pod now man over matter next bad i beat a girl no swap pod swap pod that's a good swap name pod. but that's the thing that i think that especially rap music mm -hmm. it's something it's like dynamite in my brain when i'm trying to you know i find a lot of, like even what i'm a parts guy and for a body shop i'm in my part shed checking in the stuff i'm listening to music and then i'll get a great idea and it's like a dynamite just went off and you got to capture it and it happens more frequently when it's something a lot more lyrically uh focused like rap music or like a good rock song you know um a lot of the poppy kind of music doesn't really do it but you know it's finding inspiration wherever you can and figuring out how you work because that's one thing there's not a lot of guidance in being creative you just figure it out for yourself you toss the baby in the pool and hope it doesn't drown i, I used to work in, in, in a, an equipment like kitchen kitchen equipment supply warehouse in the parts department not very far off from the knives and and i uh no i was I, it was an actual job it wasn't a, a mlm it was a you're evolving job. see right you evolved from the knives onto the kitchen equipment right, right. that's so, enough so it was more like for uh commercial refrigerators and stuff right? so you so, stepped up to the 11th step you know you yeah. took the high step the the reason i <laughs> the reason <laughs> i don't have that job anymore is because i kept breaking stuff i kept i kept yeah. That'll do it. They they started to call me the part break kid. <laughs> I'm telling you, when somebody wants to grill you at a job, they will find the most insulting name that just fits. And you no, can't. I just made that part up. They didn't call me that. I called me oh, that. Man, that was so good. I believed it because that's a that's a person move. You see what I'm saying? The creative juices. Par Keep part part break kid, like the heartbreak kid, but with parts. You see. See, now I'm looking back on it. It's so corny. I should have known it was a setup. I should have mm -hmm. mm -hmm. It's a delayed reaction. Damn. Cor Cornelius Corny Castle. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, the, the fog will lift. The fog will lift the more crossovers we do. Mm -hmm. it's, it's, it, it, it's inevitable. In inevitable. Inevitable. <laughs> so are you a Marvel fan? Um, I started watching Echo last night. Okay. How did you um, like it? I watched it twice. How did how did I, you like it? I'm only two episodes in. Um uh it's pretty rad. I don't know. I, I don't I, I never two I episodes is the perfect um suggestion point for a show because at two episodes you either hooked me or you didn't. Right. So it hooked you as well, I'll say. Either you hooked me or you mistook me. Now was it Echo that hooked you or was it Kingpin? Uh, it was, it was the, the, it was the music. It was the, mm -hmm. the, the, it was, uh, the, first it was scene the way was it was filmed. It was like the, it was the, the, the highlight on, uh, like the, I guess representation, right? Mm -hmm. Like I love, I love the, yeah. the, the, um, the, the whole kind of culture that they, um, well, they're, in, they're setting in a deep culture. But mm -hmm. they're also setting up almost like a backstory with it, right. saying, hey, superheroes have always been here. You guys right. haven't been paying attention to them because, hey, mm -hmm. here's this whole Native American tribe 
right. whole line of badass women that nobody was looking at. And, That's one of and, the things I like. And one, one of my favorite bands, one of my go-to bands, I listen to all the time. And they're called uh, a tribe called Red. They're from a they're from a First Nation tribe in 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 Canada. Okay. And they have a lot of their music in in the show. And I'm like, oh, I love that. That's like, a little so, like, I wouldn't have picked up on electric powwow. Like that was as soon as it came on, I was like, yeah. <laughs> See, that's the thing that they do right with little nerdy yeah. Easter eggs yeah. like that, where, oh, I know that. And it's not just like, hey, comic book thing here or there. Sometimes it's audible. It's, you know, little things like that and subtleties in design and mm -hmm. music that the people behind it put in. And you see that passion bleeding through. What's, what's a weird thing? And I, I, I think I was just talking about this with Necro the other day about how about how like I don't read. I don't really read comic books. Um, I, I don't. Um, it's not. It's not that like I don't like them. It's just that, that like I, I, I my my ten, I'm so distractible. My attention span is not. Uh, it's like I put I put it down. Like I, like, I just read most of, uh, the Les Ronin. Okay, uh, we got through most of it, and now I'm sitting at um, like the last half of it or like you know the little less bit of it i have left yeah it's been sitting there not read yeah the rest of it has See, i go, haven't read it i'm a compendium guy i'll grab the whole story so that way i can just pick it up and read it like i have mm -hmm. doomsday clock i have all of neil gaiman's sandman all four volumes they're mm -hmm. like thick as a dick they're all like that fucking thick mm -hmm. and i, I also I have I go to Ollie's, so I'll get small compendiums just to read a story. So mm -hmm. being able to set it down and put it down, I, I mean, I'm kind of ADD too because I feel like personally, especially with podcasting, like if I'm not creating, I could be doing something or I could be right. booking a guest or it's, I could be doing it feels, something. It feels creative. opposite of productive. I, I feel like I'm being lazy. Mm -hmm. And That's I, why I don't play video games. I hear I mean, David Hawkins in my head. Like, who's going to carry the boats? Like, Quit being a bitch. Get up right. and do something. Right. I'm. I. It's not that I. It's not that like I hate video games. I don't dislike them. I like. I like video Hello. games. I'm not good at them. And people go, "Well, you just got to spend more time playing, and then you'll get better." I'm like, if I gotta keep on being bad to get better, I'm wasting time. I got other stuff to do. I got yeah. more goals yeah. in mind than yeah. to like, kind of. Uh, I sit look, behind the video game. I love video games, but it's a lot like with Steve Morris, uh, with Steve Morrison and Preston back in the day. Preston would always say, "You know, I was really big into video games, and then I fell out." That's kind of where I'm at. Like, I will play a video game. Like right now, a dedicated like when I play a game, I bought this game. I'm gonna play it because I'm not that kind of person. I would play like the first. I have like over three to four hundred games on my steam library because when i was doing my first podcast part of it was video game content creation in the ad in the beginning of podcasting it was video games were really big in youtube that's how you'd get a lot of views and then it would funnel into the podcast and i would get messages from the video game creators like hey we like how you did this this you know video we, it's not like how they did it you added the x y and z and it's it's like the evolution of all of that kind of leads into where we're at today it's mm -hmm. 
it's something that I don't, I mean, I've stopped trying to think of what I will do in the future. Try to lean into what you're doing now mm-hmm. and recognize like, who can I get on? Who's around me right now? Like I was talking to Chris. He was like, why don't you talk to Corey? He told me about you years ago. And I was like, I don't know why I haven't done it before. Well, well, I guess uh, there hasn't been the divine push. <laughs> Chris, look, one big thing with him, he, and he does do this, but it, it pisses me off because I'll come to him with what I think is an original idea. And he'll be like, yeah, I know. I told you this on this date. And I incepted, I incepted the idea into you. He loves to, I incepted that idea into you. Mm-hmm. I'll come to, oh, well, I actually, uh, I told you about that. I'm like, look, man, I come around to it in the back end. I get mm-hmm. it. <laughs> I still love him, but he does have a lot of great ideas. My, my trainer, my coach, um, my, my, my wrestling coach, uh, Eddie, Eddie Valentine is his name. Uh, he, he had this saying where, uh, he would come up with ideas and then, and then he'd tell, he'd tell who, who the, the boss was at the time. His name was Zandig. He would tell Zandig the ideas and Zandig would turn them down. And then like later on, he'd say his own idea back to him. And he's like, oh yeah, it just had to get sanitized. <laughs> so, so I, 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 I fully understand where you're going, where you're coming from. Yeah. Yeah, you know, it gets frustrating, but ultimately I love that I have him in my life because I wouldn't be where I'm at today without him. You know, he's my best friend and my brother from another mother. You know, you I, I really feel like I've developed a family through life. You know, these it. people that stick by your side and they believe in you and they push you forward even in your in your darkest moments. Like, you know, in uh we're in 2024 now so 2022 was a really hard year for me i you know like i told you before i got two degrees in the automotive industry i've been in the auto industry since i got out of high school i was the expert i was the guy i know cars i got fired for not being likable enough i had too many bad surveys mm. and it rocked my world i you know I I was in the lowest of my low points. When you got fired, what kind of noise did you make? Did you go Yelp? Honestly, I saw it coming because I felt burnt out. I, it was just a joke for me. Joke oh, just I for know. me. It's cool. I saw Yelp. it. Yelp. Oh, I saw Reviews. it. You see. Yeah, I saw it. But <laughs> it was that kind of thing to where you know you're meeting in the auto industry you're meeting a person at the usually the worst moment of oh yeah they're stressed nobody wants to see you it's like going to the doctor or the dentist you don't want to see this person so ultimately having a friendly personality and stuff like that stuff i cultivated through the years but the grind of the corporate machine especially after covid it was really hard on the auto industry because everything and you know the grinding's not good for the parts it's not and the blue that's your whole that's your whole uh your whole get up there because when everything stops that money lubrication well Mm -hmm. all owners feel that and they're like "Mm, let's tighten up a bit and then that tightening of the noose 
never loosened. And it was that kind of, that kind of, you know, it's, it's not, I don't think it's as prevalent in other industries. The auto industry is very special, uh, in that, you know, not in a good way because for me as a service advisor, most of my salary, most of my take home pay was based off of those customer surveys. And that's mm -hmm. something that I don't think is right. You shouldn't yeah. base somebody's livelihood and mm -hmm. their whole, you know, their whole life on whether somebody likes them. There was a black mirror episode about that. Right. I guess yeah. not enough people watched. No, no, it's that's, that's uh, the, the social credit score. Yeah. Um, yeah. I was uh, living that. That's what right. service advisors mm -hmm. and people in your service industry are living mm -hmm. through. They are really nice to you for a reason. Their mm -hmm. mother might have just died. Guess what their boss tells them? Check your shit at the door. You got to sell. I'm in the service industry myself. Uh, yeah. I have, I live off of tips. So if people don't give me tips, I'm making, I'm, I'm most like most of the time, I'm paying to be your server. Like yeah. if if you don't tip me, like you are stealing from me. Yeah. Like you get that being a server only pays two dollars and eighty three cents an hour. Mm -hmm. It's not like oh he makes plenty of money. <laughs> it, it's dude, I've been there. Yeah. Yeah. It's 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 tough because like living in like a tip culture for serving makes me go like man what like performers should be able to get tips because like i think as as wrestlers we don't make a lot of money yeah as like we're paid so little for what uh, in, independently i'm saying independent yeah. wrestlers get paid yeah. so little for the amount of work that they do the amount of risks that we take the the uh i would say the that miles that general. we drive irregardless of like bigs or however much you get paid you're even when you look at the bigs you're on the road 52 mm -hmm. weeks of the year. Right. You're constantly performing. When you get home, you're broken, you're beaten, you're tired. You're, the you're putting your you all made. out there every night. Mm -hmm. You know, I don't have to jump from my second story window just to get a laugh on a podcast. There's something mm -hmm. extraordinary that you do that nobody else does, you know, and that's not something to be lost it's it's not lost on me rather because i see that effort it not a lot of people are willing to do what you do as serious and take it as seriously as you do everybody if this is your first time checking out cory castle and evolving with cory castle i beg you i i'm not i'm not really one to beg for the most part but i'm i'm saying um just prove to me that you exist. If you actually exist and have in, consumed any of this, I love, I love all the, the currency of your effort. I love that very much. The only call to action I would say is prove to me that you exist. Yeah. Uh, comment, like, subscribe. Reach out to me. I'm not somebody who's not going to reach back. So yeah. if my DMs are wide open all the time. So if I've you ever had, just need... I've had people actually comment on my YouTube and then I'll hit a like. And then it'll, they delete it. It it's just gone. It's like, scary. did I scare it's you scary. off? 
it's are you a lemming i think that they're just trying to seem uh anonymous 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 but it was a like like nobody's like oh right. good or jangas and wall hangers like that comment okay we can keep scrolling through these comments i've never i've never i've never seen i've ever never seen the identity of who dislikes or likes anything i've ever put out like no. i've never i never you can never see right you can't see who no. who were the people who left the thumbs ups on on things, well even right? on youtube you can't see who liked it it's just like you got likes who so stay go ahead and stay anonymous just throw yeah. me some likes or some followers like uh, subscribe you know right follows subscribe any of that stuff man i'm at Corey castle on everything c-o at c-o-r-y-k-a-s-t-l-e c-k Corey castle at p-j-a-n-d-w-h that's where you're gonna find everything with projangers and wall hangers um very very specific marketing name there mm -hmm. um but well the, i mean the production it, 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 network's going out the the um the mark the marketing of the fact that like that doesn't exist and you've made it exist is uh is is very smart and then but i i think uh, i think the abbreviating it or like you know putting it into the the how would that be and then uh, anagram and yeah the anagram of it mm -hmm. i i think is a little confusing it is. That's why a I have little... to spell it out. I can't say PJ and WH because then you think it's an N. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, but PJ, A and D, WH. Like, this is, this is why I think I make everything Corey Castle. There's never, there's never uh, underscores or dashes or anything. I didn't make it. I didn't title any of that, by the way. That right. was all Chris. That was all Chris. Like, uh, when it comes, to, like, I, I was saying this to my girl recently and she's, she's, she got mad at me because uh, I was like, you got not really mad, but you know, she was That's like, Hey, because hey. I was like, I, yeah. I was like, I don't like when anyone has like underscores or anything. An underscore is hard to find on a phone, like on your phone. You got to search for that. Right. So like you're asking people who already don't have time to make effort to do things. You're asking them to make an extra effort. Um, I'd just rather say, just put, here's what the words are. Here's what the words are. Type them in and, and you'll find me. Yeah. And, uh, well, I mean, Corey and, Castle, and especially the way you spell it, it's that kind of perjangers thing. Um, <laughs> but that's why perjangers kind of works because you may have to spell, how's that spelled? How it sounds, you know, <laughs> you type it in there. It's only us. It's like. When sounded out in, big guy when you type in evolving with Corey castle only you show up when you type in tales of the hunted podcast it's me and frank mm -hmm. you know it's having that is a factor but you also it works against you because it's not a readily searched thing you're original you know you have to work to set that message out and if you find a quicker way to do it let me know because i'm six years in trying to find a, trying to find that shortcut up but it's just a whole lot of footwork have you ever interviewed for tales tales of the hunted ducks any ducks not particularly not a lot of them have the vocal capacity um but mm -hmm. i am willing 
I am a hundred percent willing. Any ducks that want to be I, hunted. I, I've heard they're hunted pretty often and they have some oh real fine ducktails. Woo. <laughs> you know, <laughs> that is an expert expert level joke. Um, but also and and thing. sometimes they have really funny stories and they'll quack you up. <laughs> I'll I'll be trying I'll reach out to 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 my guests and um one thing I've been doing because it's funny for me because mm -hmm. it sounds wrong but I, I tell them you know hey I have this podcast with Frank Percy called Tales of the Hunted we highlight indie you know indie content creators and I want my fans to hunt you yeah I do too. a dot 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 metaphorically <laughs> Just in case I'm not putting all that effort out there. There's no physical, you know, Island of Dr. Monroe hunting. There's, it's just, I, I, I won't, I won't talk to you. <laughs> and my, 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 one of my next guests coming up, Marion Toro voice act, uh, over actress. I sent, I sent that message to her. I want my fans to hunt you metaphorically. She thought I was trying to hire her for like a job. And she's like, Oh, here's this uh, podcast. I was like, I, I want to talk. I want to talk to you. I want to talk to you. <laughs> but so it's like you kind of like it's something. Words can be very easily misinterpreted. Yeah, it's it's weird how you gotta like kind of tippy toe around how you approach people to be guests on the podcast. Because I think in the beginning, be cool and funny. Because oh, in the beginning, yeah. I think I would be like, "Hey, let's do a podcast," and people were like, "People would be like, you want us to start our own podcast?" What about me makes you think I want to start a podcast with you? I'm like, oh, I don't want us to start a podcast. I don't want to have to talk to you all the time. No, just once. Just, we'll just start one time. Once. One, one, don't get over presumptuous. It's just and my, one and none. You know, well, on my podcast, uh, my name is in the title of the podcast, but that doesn't necessarily mean I'm going to be interviewing you. Uh, yeah. We'll have a conversation where like some deep stuff will come up and yeah. like, and, and like, I'll I'll kind of follow a format in my own head and it's all unspoken mm -hmm. and it's like it's more more skillful than an interview it's more of like a hang yeah. yes like, it's a conversation that's, mm -hmm. that's yeah. what I try to tell people because a lot of people will get put off right now with the word podcast or like, like, oh I don't I don't know I, I don't know if I could be interviewed I don't know Delco it's interesting Delco enough Batman. that me delco spider-man these guys mm -hmm. they're out there in the public delco batman popped his podcast in cherry on tales of the hunted mm -hmm. delco spider-man same i don't know if it was his first but he it was one of his first and as a podcaster i'm sure you know you could tell uh -huh. yeah there's 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 the seasoning that yeah. you can smell in the air Mm -hmm. but mm -hmm. it was one of those things to where they're asking me like, Oh, well, is there anything you, you need me to do anything like that? I'm like, look, man, I'll send you a discord link. Click on it. Most people go on their phone, set it, have fun. It's a conversation. We're just talking. And with Delco, Batman and Spider-Man, it's like, all right, we're just, I'm just talking to Batman. Mm -hmm. I'm just talking to Spider-Man. I'm friends mm -hmm. with both of those guys now. They're, they're awesome. Yeah. But cool. it's that kind of thing of like instructing somebody like, look, forget what you thought. It's just me and you. We're just it's not intimidating. Yeah, whatever your everybody is able there. to watch it. So if you talk like a jackass, believe me, they'll let you know. <laughs> but it's just a conversation, right? Yeah, it's 
it's weird, man. Uh, like, I, I, um, I've had so many, so many experiences, good and bad, both being a guest and having guests on my show, um, my shows. It's, 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 uh, it's, it's, it's a variety. You know what I mean? There's no, there's no thing that goes, yep, that's the absolute common denominator in all of it. Yeah. Me saying that is to then say, with all the podcasts that you've been on, all the times that you've been, you like you said, you only told me that you were only interviewed or anything on a podcast one time. You've only I've been a guest. been the host ever, you know. Yeah, mostly, like mostly just hosting. What's something that someone on a podcast has never asked you before that you may have wanted the public to know something that you've wanted to, that you maybe have wanted to, to share or answer a question that you've never been asked. What's, what would that question be? Mm. I guess it would be. Well, I have the answer ultimately in my head. Um, the question is a little bit, I don't know, but it would be, why are you doing this? Mm. Because it's a complex question for me. Ultimately, I podcast because I enjoy doing it and I love mm -hmm. it. Um, I love meeting new people. I love talking. I've been talking to people much to my father's dismay for a long time back when i was a kid you could do this back then a lot of people get abducted doing it now i would walk up in the grocery store and talk to random strangers my dad would be running around this store frantically trying to find me and he'd find me talking to some old couple what's your name hi my name's matthew like i've always wanted to talk and i remember when i was really young my grandfather got cancer around his larynx and to this day i can't remember how his voice sounded he was a very wise man he was you know he was you know that first hero that you have as a kid <laughs> and it's one of the reasons when my friend at my old podcast company talked to me about podcasting it's an internet radio show one of my first thoughts was after i leave this ethereal plane those that i leave behind if you miss me i'm right here you'll always be able to find me you'll always be able to remember that's my kooky matt man that's him that's my guy and then as i started podcasting it kind of it, it, you know, I'm going with the theme here. It evolved because it became, well, I'm just playing for that one person who's watching. I'm just playing for that one fan. Right. And now, well, I'm podcasting because I want to talk about the amazing people I've had on, like Josh Shockley, because he's sent me so many guests. I want to talk. Uh, I want to talk about Johnny Necro because he's an amazing human being, and he's just continuously sent me a lot of love and support. And then it's the next step is why do I do any of the creative things that I do is because I'm just a nerdy kid from Delco trying to do good. 
Nobody told me I could do this. And maybe, just maybe, a kid out there can watch me having fun with my friends and they can have an idea that will just change somebody else's life. Almost like a pay it forward. It's a little selfless. It's also selfish because a normal person wouldn't do this. Mm-hmm. But it became from doing it for myself, doing it for my family, doing it for my friends, to doing it for my community. And ultimately, I want to build everybody else up. I want to inspire you to do. Do you? Maybe you'd make a charcuterie board. Maybe you could be a caterer. Maybe you could do something that you didn't think you could do because all this stuff that I'm doing, I never thought I would have been able to do. I never would have thought that I would have been able to be friends with a former Marvel comic anchor and then have a whole podcast with him. And then him let me write an entire backstory, bud. I was a nerdy kid looking at comics for the art, watching all the TV shows. I didn't think I could create anything. But now I am. And now I want that. That is why. Why am I doing this is the best question I think nobody has ever asked me. And it's because I'm doing it for the person that hasn't watched this yet. The person who's going to look at this and say, damn, Matt man was right. And he inspired me to do this. That's my ultimate dream is to inspire somebody to do something amazing. That's that sounds pretty, pretty, uh, pretty parallel with me, man. Uh, honestly, I think that part of, I think, and I, and I say this in, on every episode. So if you've heard it before, you can stop me. But I, I said, I, when I first started the show, um, my mom, my mom had this like CD made of voicemails that, that were left on an old phone from her mom who had passed and her best friend who had passed. She said, you know how like when people die, you kind of forget what their voice sounds like. Yeah. And I remember being like, I don't want that. Yeah. I, uh, and, 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 and I want, you know, if I, if I pass on and you miss me, you can, you can listen to, you can listen to me from the start of when I started this in 2017 to whenever I'm living yeah. till. Cause I'm never going to stop doing this. You know, the whole, the whole, like you stop evolving, you start dying. Yeah. I, I plan on doing this for the rest of my life. Um, and I'm calling, I called it evolving with Corey castle so that you can watch me evolve. You can evolve with me. You can maybe be inspired by some of the actions that I'm inspired by. Yeah. Or maybe, maybe I can just add some sort of value in somebody's life. And if, if, even if it doesn't happen now, if my audience doesn't find me now, if my audience finds me and, and that audience is one person 10 years after I'm gone and they're inspired to be a, 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 a particular way or look at things a different way or change their perspectives on how to love themselves or how to be kinder to themselves, uh, I'll feel like it's what I, what I was born for. Yeah. I'll feel like that that's why why I was put on this planet and 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 it's worked it's worked double ways for me. I've had friends on this podcast that I've lost and I can like after I lost them I go back and that helps me through it. Us yeah. talking like for real and saying like on the record like I love you man. This is yeah. this is the the kind of stuff like you're somebody who means this type of thing to me and this is why you mean this thing. 
and I want to make sure that that's on the record. And then that person's not with us anymore. I have that forever. Yeah. Like one of my one of my friends, he died in 2019. Um, but I had him on, on my podcast in, in in 18 and 17, and um, we had these on the record conversations, and he was talking about. He was talking about how great his wife is, and he was talking about all all these amazing things. He was and and um, and in 2019, when he died, his wife was nine months pregnant. So I think now of like that little girl growing up and hearing that, yeah, and what that'll mean to her, and and I I I just kind of. Uh, I hope I hope that she finds it. You know what I mean? I hope that yeah. somehow stumbles across. Like when I'm looking up who was Chris Cotton and because that's her dad. She wants to look him up and all consume all of his work. If she comes across those recordings, she'll she'll know on the record that he was a he was like the true grit, like absolutely sincere, like angel of a man. Yeah, I. I had a friend. It was back in my my previous podcast days. So it would have been lost, but I was going to have him on. And life happened. A lot like I'm sure you know when you try to get a guest on. Sometimes mm-hmm. yeah. life slips in there and you don't get them. Mm-hmm. And um, man, I just started being his friend and then I lost him. Um, mm-hmm. It was a car accident. And it was, it was big, especially for my group of friends. It really hit, uh, it hit hard. And I had this thought as, especially even now to this day, as I keep going, that Pat was so into it. He was ready to just sit and talk about nerdy shit and we never got it to happen. So knowing that you got that moment with your friend is almost like a, you know, a comforting thing on my part because I never got that moment with my friend that I lost. I mean, I have I have friends who I didn't get a chance to have that moment with, and I wish that I had. But I I, I consider myself lucky that I continue to have conversations on the record with people who, like, you know, this is going to mean something to to both of us at some point. This will mean something to anybody. Anybody, like, uh, dude, I I just had I just had um. There was a wrestler named Jimmy Rave, um, and he, he he recently died, maybe last year. And his daughter was reaching out to me, asking me about like stuff of his that I might have. Mm. And I was like, I don't, I don't have any of that stuff, but I do have this podcast that we recorded together back in 2018. It's a four-hour episode. You can listen to the whole thing. Yeah, and. If you want to tell me how you feel about it at the end, I'm here to listen. If not, I'm fine with that too. And no, she was like, "You, you got the real him. Like, not a lot of people got the real him." And yeah. I'm like, "That's that, that's great. You'll have that forever now. I I yeah. hope you I hope you love that." Yeah, that's uh, a, his, his daughter a, was like 19, 20 years old. Like she was an adult. It's a it's a magic, almost like a magic feeling when you get a moment like that. Like it's not something you go out and strive for when you're doing this. Some of that is some of that is part of my why. Like I don't want to say that I have one why, but that those are all those are all ingredients to the why mm. for everything. 
moments. There's two kinds of people. Why and why not? It was a line from uh, Kevin Smith's book, his first one, uh, Life Advice from a Fat Lazy Slob. Mm-hmm. And my old podcast I only read, I only read bullshit, I think. Yeah, and my old podcast partner got me to read this uh, book. And <clears throat> it got to that line, and it kind of, like, unlocked the key there. Like, oh, yes, that's it. There's people that, well, why would you do that? Why would you do that? Why, why not? Let's do it. Why wouldn't they ask me a podcast? I was like, let's go. Dude, Kevin, I love Kevin Smith, dude. uh, I'm a huge Kevin Smith fan. I watched every, I watched, I watched too much. I watched Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back too many times as a kid. I watched, I watched Mallrats constantly. All like Mallrats, Dogma, Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back. Mm -hmm. I mean, Chasing Amy less and Clerks less, but like, I I still had my appreciation for them and I still watched them many times and, and can still quote them and the clerk's cartoon. Yes. Oh man. I still quote the clerk's cartoon all the time. That was ahead of its time. That it was, was ahead of yes. its time in many ways. That was really good. But yeah, I mean, just, and especially what he did for podcasting, because he's just been an ultimate nerd just in the news in, in and of itself. Then he goes out, schmod castle and he's making it in jersey you know mm-hmm. trying to you know do that one other step for you know the podcasters and nerds and all that jay and silent bob secret stash and all the goddamn shit that he's oh, been yeah. involved with. yeah dude i i and i i did um i did i participated in the uh the comic book comic book men episode when they did the jay and silent bob cosplayers and they broke a guinness world record for jay and silent bob cosplayers yeah. I did that with my best friend. Awesome. Um, and I, I, I went to, I went to uh, a few, Ke- I went to evening with Kevin Smith years ago, years and years ago when he, he did like a, a sh- he did a show at the, at uh, TCNJ. The when he was in his show. serious phase before he found weed. Uh, no, he, no, he, I mean, it might've been before he found weed, but he wasn't serious. Okay. Because he said in interviews, he was like, "Oh, I was taking myself too seriously and stuff for a bit no, he was, there." He, he was still, he was still a goof. He was just, he was probably just talking about like, um, you know, some of us just overthink. You know what I mean? He was probably just somebody who overthunk things. Um, Easy to but, do. You know, um, I, I've always been a big fan, and um, it's my, it's my, my goal to work with him in some sort of way i would like to oh, yeah. to act in something of his or love to do podcasts with him or anything like that um the 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 the, the wake and bake thing that he has on his website now the um, yeah. the, the claymation thing with the the smoke coming up my 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 buddy joe who i've been friends with for a long time animated that for him oh, and now awesome. like works for Kevin Smith, like making him little anime, uh, like claymation, Jay and Silent Bob stuff. Oh, that's awesome. Uh, and he's been on my podcast so many times because we just been friends for years. Like he's just a South Philly kid that we're buddies. Like it's an easy thing to tie into, especially with somebody from like another city. Like, oh, Philly? Ah, we're gonna friends. Come on over here. Yeah, right. Exactly. So, so uh, you know, uh, it's, it's just like I have these 
these figures that I that that I go like, oh, that's that's a part of like a a goal. And I don't want to go like, oh, that's not impossible because I've mm-hmm. I've had what people people hear and they go, oh, that sounds impossible. How did you do that? And I'm like, yeah, just try. I just tried with anything. People go, oh, that's impossible. How did you do it? Uh, I decided to do it, so then I did. Eighty percent uh, of it of anything is showing up. Mm-hmm. Just uh, show up. <laughs> right. I, I get probably the most people go look. Oh, how did you get Mark Norman on your podcast? That's a pe- most most people pro- said that's like the most popular episode I did. I'm like, oh, I just messaged him on Facebook. I'd slit somebody's throat right now to have Mark Norman on my podcast. Yeah, that was that was episode eighty five. Of my podcast, so my podcast was brand new. I'm I'm a two hundred. So jealous of you. Three three. What am I? Three hundred twenty three episodes at this point. I mean, there's there's not a day where I would I would expect Mark Norman to respond to one of my texts ever again now because he's a megastar. Yeah, but I mean, people people do that. I I had the thought in my head. I was like, maybe I should text Mark Norman. Right. No, no, he, he, you, you get to work. a certain level of fame. I think, I, I think it happens and I don't take it personally, but no, a lot yeah. of my, a lot of my friends, I've been in the wrestling business. Uh, officially I've been Corey Castle now, uh, September of 2024 will be 22 years that I've been Corey Castle. Um, nice. previous to that, I was already in the business for like four years or something like that. So 25 some 25 or so years I've been around the pro wrestling business. Yeah. A lot of my friends have gotten rich and famous and forgot to uh forgot to remember who they are and mm-hmm. don't respond to my text messages and don't there's nothing in it for them. Yeah. Like what can I do for them except for just provide you with this kind of friendship and this kind of conversation and this I'm I'm not my I don't have the following that's going to help grow your following. Um I don't have I don't I'm not a, a social media person. I'm not a, mm-hmm. a a famous comedian. I'm like I'm not a famous enough wrestler, you know what I mean? So I I'm I'm famous to like easy I'm to put to like 10 people. <laughs> you know what I mean? Well, it's easy to put yourself there because you don't know who you influence. You know, and a lot with wrestling, you're not going to see who you're influencing because you're mm-hmm. touching the young souls and they are remembering this great event they had to where their parents take took them there. They knew that they liked wrestling. They t- you, you may be inspiring the whole next generation of all star pro wrestlers and I, you I don't know. With me. I bring the drum with me to the ring and I let all the kids beat the drum like around the ring um i uh i hope that's doing something for them one day they'll be like hey Corey, let me beat his drum uh, like that's, that's all you can do especially in this industry you just you you, you do know, what you want think about the, the vibrations of that that bong, and then there's vibrations of it and it means even more than just the sound that it made yeah it means something about like uh you know getting the attention that you you know that you needed for one second yeah you're connecting to the fans it's not about you in that moment it's about you connecting to your fans 
as well as it adds a level to the experience and a level for that fan of, oh, no, I was there. Corey let me bang the drum. It was awesome night. You're right. giving that person, you're changing moods. You're changing, you know, to change a person's mood is very, it, it's hard to do. But when somebody's good at it, they make it look effortless. I, I got these like, I got these like little rattle egg things now. And I, I've been, uh, I, I gave out a few in the crowd. This isn't one of them, but it's just like shaped like this little. I was about to say, that's not rattling at all. No, no. It's, it's like a, like a little one. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I got a whole bunch of them and I, I've been um, selling them at the merchandise table and like giving them out random to people who like, if you buy one picture, I'll just give you one of these. Or yeah. like if you, you know, you know, if you, so it just, it's just now kind of like giving people involvement mm -hmm. and like, it's like normally to go with my music and my music is very heavy on this, not this drum particularly, but the, it's that sacred drum beat. Yeah. And, um, you know, this type of stuff, like I'm talking to you about a tribe called red or oh, they're called hallucination. Now the, the, the Halusa nation. Um, but, but like that, that sort of like that motion, that feeling, that spirit that like, we're, we're, we're doing something that's tribal, something that's spiritual, something that's sacred. That drum beat is sacred because it's going to be like the, the messages that I'm putting out in the ring, the, the stories that I'm telling in the ring, what I'm sacrificing right now, this is more sacred to me than most people's like idea of religion you mm -hmm. know what i mean it's, it's not that it's my religion to be a wrestler but kind of wrestling has been my religion since i was a little kid and yeah. it has made me into the person that i am and it owes me nothing i owe it everything for who i am and i'm i'm showing that with the way i beat my drum not just not just the the physical drum but the drum beat in my heart yeah, and it all kind of plays together as showing up and being consistent. That really plays along with what uh, the last uh, guest I had, uh, Jabbar Brown. What he was saying was somebody was, uh, you know, asking him like, "Oh, well, you wouldn't want to be this person in Black history. You wouldn't be one of this person in Black history." And he said, "No, you know who I want to be." Jack Kirby. He Jack that Jack Kirby meant more to him than your Martin Luther Kings or anybody else because that man affected his life. And now he's making amazing content. He's making music. He's making comics. And he's been doing it for a long time. That he's gotten to a level of success to where it's like what you know, what me and you were saying was like, oh my God, I did this. It's that kind of level to where when someone has passion about something and they lean in and trust themselves, it's one of the hardest things to do because it feels so narcissistic. But you know who's never existed in history before? You. Yeah. hundred percent. Everybody. Yeah. Everybody who's listening to this. Yeah. You know who's never existed in history before? You. My favorite. I'm not sure if you're a Hovian, but my favorite Doctor Who quote was um, 
it was a little girl saying to the doctor, I'm, uh, I'm not important. I'm nobody. And he goes, really? That's amazing. Cause in all my 900 years of, of traveling through time and space, I've never met anybody who is not important. That kind of level of you're important to someone. You may not see it. You are important. You are at least a villain in somebody's story. Excuse me. Can I just say, I, I, I had to pee before, but now that you've said you're important, I have to pause you for a sec. Thing that I don't think a lot of people put a lot of, uh, I don't want to use the same word to describe it, but you know what I'm saying. People don't put a lot of effort into effort. <laughs> no, <I think, laughs> keep keep a, keep a uh, strong focus on yes. the efforts that people make. Yes. on a daily basis i think well, it's that easy to hop back into your own world every day and your the ego is i think a big problem in many people's lives we're in a we're in an instant itch to every you know every a scratch to every instant itch well, culture thing, thing that's helped it's helped me i saw this one thing on a meme today that i'm gonna actively try to start doing which is when you have a negative thought try to flip it positive mm -hmm. like whatever that negative thought is because especially because sometimes i can get really cynical and dark and because it's funny i'm like i went for the joke but now flip it you know try yeah, to challenge you have to be super careful about how you talk to yourself yes even oh. even if even if you're if your intention is to be funny, if you're being self-deprecating to be funny and and what you're doing is losing respect for yourself at the same time, gotta stop doing that. Yeah. Uh, Dude, I used to do it all the time. Mm -hmm. And it's that's another thing. If we're gonna hit on all the hot topics this this podcast, you gotta <laughs> talk we gotta talk about that because right. even I'll mention it. My last podcast, my, my podcast get deep, just like yours do. They and you talk about things like this because when I was talking to Jabbar, he said the number one thing that I he just started to do, but he was so very happy with was he started to love himself. And mm -hmm. learning how to love yourself is really hard because yeah. the person that is in front of you is just it's a baby who's been affected by the last person to traumatize it. And that anger is coming out at you, not because of you. It's because you're the conduit for their anger. You're, you're that service person. You're getting the heat. And that's where like all metal you wear and break and having the ability to be able to love yourself. I think a lot of people need, because then society would get better because you're not well, randomly outbursting that anger and you i think that the oh, x factor is the outside society is society saying quit loving yourself what what do you think you're better than me what do yeah. you think you're better than me <laughs> and when society says that tell yourself yeah i do yeah i do like if if i if if i think i suck as much as you think you suck I, I, I would suck. So I got to tell myself I don't suck. A lot of times I think when it comes to like your self-talk and especially self-deprecating talk, 
you're teaching other people how to talk to you. Yes. Right. If you don't have respect for yourself and if you can't talk about your about yourself with conviction and respect, like like you're an authority that matters in your own life, um, that people are going to go, oh, well, this guy clearly doesn't respect himself. I don't have to respect him. Yeah. And I, I don't I don't uh, I I don't have time to be disrespected by people based off of based off of how they've seen me treat myself. If they see me treat myself like uh, in decisions that I know have yeah. the the vibrations, yeah. the vibrations that are gonna that are gonna affect people's days. Easy example to tie it in for the listeners. You mess up at work. Matt, you're such a fucking idiot. That's what we're talking about. Yeah, you can't can't you can't you can't do that. You gotta have some grace with yourself. People, everybody messes up. If if there was if there was a person who did nothing like did nothing wrong and always always did everything perfect, I'd show you somebody who's not very interesting. Yeah. Because you gotta make mistakes to learn lessons. They're the, very the stuff, the stuff you've but, learned from the most is the stuff that you've like had to recover from a, a screw up. Behind every wise man was once a fool. And it's that insatiable, uh, you know, thirst for knowledge that makes the wise man. It's not necessarily the path he's walked, you know, it's, and that comes down to the passion. It comes down to a lot of different things that I think a lot of people don't think they have in themselves. If, if I want to say every new beginning comes from some other beginnings end. Uh, if that beginning that. is today and right now, and that comes from like, I'm going to continue to make decisions that are going to be better for me. And if one of that decision, one of those decisions is to, to, uh, to bring in, bring into my life things that, that can add value to my life. Mm -hmm. Let me be, let me be some of that. If, if it, it, if it's just, uh, if it's just me trying to, trying to, uh, empower you in some way, uh, yeah. encourage you in some way. Cause that I, I don't, um, I, I don't, I don't, I don't say like, follow me. I'm the best. I'm not saying that because I'm like, I'm the best and I'm really the best and I'm important. No, but I mean like, I, I really want to bring value. I really want to help people. I really want to brighten somebody's day. I really want to change the way that some people treat themselves or treat the people around them. And I really want to uh, help people understand grace and, and get out of their own egos way. Yeah. Like th thanks. Thanks ego for being here and getting me where I've been. Mm -hmm. But like, I, I don't need you all of it all the time. Well, that's the thing is that with the ego, the ego remembers longer than the person, really, mm -hmm. because your own hang ups that you put in your own way, your own ego, that is more long lasting than your memory. The human brain is meant to forget. You remember what you find important. And yeah. that's why I can rattle off facts about game companies and actors and, you know, a whole bunch of different stuff just like you. It's you remember what is important. You know, I wasn't interested in normal school. I was in, you know, art classes and graphic design classes. I was 
a hundred percent into it but knowing your own strong points you know what skill points did you put in what tree is important but what a lot of people i find need to learn is if you've learned one thing from matt man this podcast is if you take any situation in your life and you can't look at that situation from the other person's perspective without getting mad the problem is your own ego i heard it on rogan and i've actively been trying to think of that when i talk to somebody else especially because in most of my professional life like i mentioned before i was meeting a person at their worst moment but for every person who was yelling and screaming at me it made that person who was at their lowest and profusely thanked me and came back in with like confectionery treats like brownies bring brownies to your fucking local dealerships they love that they love food oh man it makes bring, their bring hot chocolate bring hot chocolate and donuts to every every christmas tree lot attendant for like my whole life we've done that's part of christmas i was telling you off air the christmas traditions that we have with my family it's it, some of it is that like anytime yeah. you go to the christmas tree lot you you stop and you, you get hot chocolate and you give one to you give one to the the lot attendant like that's sometimes better than just a tip it makes their day mm -hmm. you know they yeah, go it's like, cold out oh you know what happened at work oh, that's <laughs> awesome you know it's those little my life moments because that incepts the idea like christopher bristow see he just incepted ideas into all your heads and you don't even know it. You'll meet him. He, he'll tell you, I gave you that idea. It was on the Corey Castle Evolving podcast because I told Matt Man and Matt Man told you. So now it's like the transitive property. Everybody's now affected by Christopher Bristow. He's I, like the plague. I, I was told from, uh, I, I, I have this, I, I would say he's a, he's a, he's a guide. One of my, my spiritual teachers, one of my, one of my, um, my, my men, one of the i'd say a, a, wisd, a, a wise man that i go to mm -hmm. is an elder yogi and, uh, a mentor right jedi mentor yeah sure my mentor he he once said to me and 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 the second he said it i i never stopped thinking about it and i quote it all the time he said um the roots of the tree the ones that are deep down in the dark dark ground they're just as much a part of the tree as the whole tree that you see. Mm. So uh, he told this to me while I was in the dark, yeah. while I was going through it. And I never stopped thinking about that. It's not, I can't get mad at that deep, dark stuff. Yeah. I, I can't get, I can't lash out at the deep, dark stuff because that's just as a, much a part of me. It's just, I have yes. to have, I just have to have a relationship with that. I have to, mm -hmm kind of navigate that because those two parts the yin and the yang they're they're they make up very the whole real. thing very real my brother and me we're yin and yang i'm very extroverted i'm like the most extroverted introvert y'all you'll ever meet <laughs> you know i try to be the, mo the most uh, you know the optimist he is very much the skeptic he's the you know uh, uh, he's the pessimist and it's that natural yin and yang to where when you see it it yet you have to understand that you also 
have that natural balance in your normal day to day. You know, if you do too, if you work too much, you, you know, you're always in the gym. Another aspect of your life is going to be thrown out of sorts. So I've tried recently and then past like five, six years, like projectors, wall hangers, which you could see on pjandwh.com. Um, I've tried to actively try to have, especially with podcasting, have a podcasting night. One thing that I always do is I have a family night. Me and my brother will watch stuff. You know, I'll have my work. I'll have my play. I'll have my my side companies and stuff. But it's having that whole pie. You know, it's like a well-balanced diet. You have to have all those aspects because I think what a lot of people realized in the pandemic was that you need that human interaction in your life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It makes weirdos not to talk to people. <laughs> yeah. I think, I think for sure the pandemic, um, the pandemic was definitely better for my podcast. I mean, I had more guests and I had more like more, more like being able to do virtual stuff like this and opening Dude, up the views. The views were through the roof. Oh my God. Oh man, I got some really good views during the uh, pandemic. One of the ones, um, cause I got into the interviewing, um, through Triforce podcast that I did with Chris. And one of the bigger ones that we got during the pandemic was Lisa Wilcox. Um, from uh nightmare on um street four and five mm-hmm. and you know and then it's that kind of if evolution since we're having mm-hmm. a thing um not my not my thing well, evolving you're talking about now yeah but it, it's my thing i try i try to evolve like a pokemon when i can um it's one of those things that you don't see what, what is happening in front of you, but you have a gut feeling. I've had a gut feeling about Projangers and Wallhangers since Christopher Bristow. Uh, he did a podcast at his daughter's career day. And all these kids were talking about anime and games and all this stuff. And I was at a low point. And that's when I got back into podcasting is because I heard these kids talking about all this stuff that I was interested in. And this podcast was just as interesting as any other content. Mm-hmm. And have once we did Matt man, old man car ride uh, episode nine. And I just put out uh, episode 414 um, working on 416 in the hoppers. Hey. You know, and it's that kind of I've had this feeling and now to get traction with the company finally is it's fulfilling Mm -hmm. in a way that like I didn't think I would actually get this gratification of minor success, like minuscule, Mm -hmm. you know, and having like guys like Mark McKenna, Josh Shockley, and Jetta Anthony, all these guys, amazing guys, Jim Cantonelli, Johnny Necro, just like you. <clears throat> we can't help but spout off all these amazing people we meet because there's something that we relate to with the people we talk to that mm-hmm. it's inspiring to us because they kept going on. All I'm doing is sitting behind a microphone. And just having an opinion like i can keep going like you're saying i'm gonna do this for the rest of my life 
we're gonna have a fucking re- a retirement episode podcast <laughs> shit man yeah. it's gonna be evolved with Corey castle and matt man just yeah, just- retirement home like man that was a good life wasn't it this this is gonna go there's gonna be a walker and then a wheel <laughs> <laughs> we already have the design. Doing it. That's it. You know, you just keep going. <laughs> evolved. Oh no, I evolved. And that is the beauty of that uh, that idea because then you're just remembering all the crap you did. Right. And a whole new generation. Like, oh no, this is the best show. It's a whole oh, bunch dude. of all timers reliving, rewatching your show. When when I when I went back and listened to that Jimmy Rave episode to send it to his daughter i was i was embarrassed i was like oh, i was talking about i was talking about my butt and i was talking about i was talking about wiping i was talking about wiping butts and different different stuff and i was like oh i don't know i mean i, I didn't sound i didn't sound as mature i didn't sound yeah. as as i was sounded like a kid yeah 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 i guess i was a kid at the time but yeah. uh, compared to what i am now mhm so uh it's full circle really stay tuned <laughs> one one thing that i always do like to say and i'll traditionally say it on social media after i've had like a great podcast or you know i have a great idea in the hopper that's about to come to fruition um just wait and see what i do next mm-hmm. like if you love this it's only up from here I'm only going to get more crazy and more people are going to see the crazy and be like, you know what? I like this crazy asshole. You'd be like, yeah, me too. Let's I had like this, I had this like catchphrase that I was using for a while and it came from, I was, um, I was at, I was at a, I was at a gas station with my grandmother. So I can't even tell you how long this, how long ago this was. She's been gone since 2006 probably. So uh, I was at a gas station with my grandmother and um and this this old man came in and he had all these bags he had all these bags and he was walking up to the like the lottery desk part and i guess my grandmother was in his way and he went yo watch and i just then started saying yo watch all the time (laughs) yo watch and you know what interestingly enough um I got this, uh, I, I decided to stay on this devilish goatee of mine, um, because of my grandmother. Um, when I first tried to start growing facial hair, because I had this thin mustache and I'm like, I'm going to shave that off. Um, I first tried to grow it and I went up to her grandmother and I'm like, Hey grandma, what do you think? She goes, you look like the devil. (laughs) Thanks, Grandma. That's that's great. So charming. I kept it for a little bit after that, and then my my boss at the time, Jeff D'Approcio, comes to me, goes, "Maddie, what are you doing? What are you doing?" So I was like, "All right, I I can't rock facial hair. I tried. That's it. I'm done." And then started a PJ. You'd go on to Per Dringers and Wallhangers Facebook. There's a cover photo. Uh, the cover art is one that Kelly Collins, our partner, did. And he did it as uh, uh, 
like in a comic book art and it has my goatee because after my grandmother died i figured it's safe to go back to the goatee now and i've i've kept it the entire time so when we moved into uh when my brother bought this house and we moved in a little while later um i'm walking to the house because it's street parking I'm walking to the house and all these neighborhood kids gather around me and i'm like shit they're gonna jump me um but the, <laughs> this little girl comes up and she goes excuse me are you the devil <laughs> now mind you i wear a fedora so you see a guy in a goatee wearing a fedora i mean it kind of checks out <laughs> you know she wasn't being insensitive she she kind of had it on the mark i mean i feel like if i met a trainer and i hit i didn't skip leg day i could probably be cast as mephisto in something do you do you know that what i thought about it with that girl asking you that what i thought about that that question oh please that's fedorable dude my podcast one of my triforce podcast partners katarina one of the podcasts i was i was wearing that and i said something and she called me fedorable and then <laughs> she called me her fedorable fox and okay oh my god talk about awesome names all right that's a, that's a that's a that's an xbox live name you know what i mean gamer tag yeah i didn't take it so if you guys want that <laughs> run with it i'm giving you that gift of the fedorable fox okay you're welcome because i'm keeping the devil a delco devil go devil go oh man i got a whole marketing scheme now <laughs> whole, whole food market the whole food market scheme i don't know if anybody would really trust a food company a devil devil food devil I food mean, it would be all from the devil adelco himself like i'm not <laughs> that. it's probably gonna have a recall mm. i'm thrifty you wouldn't want to buy my product not recall. my <laughs> oh man what is the longest podcast you've done um that one with jimmy rave four hours uh okay. that was the longest one i've ever done i don't i've never done one that long and i don't want to ever do one that oh long my again. god dude i did a christmas cast I did it part one and part two because uh, part one was with Brandon Spicer. Part two was with uh, Wild Oni creator Michael Florio and my podcast partner Chris Bristow. Dude, I was like a little over four hours. I was fucking loopy by the end. <laughs> I I mean I stopped to pay. I like at four hours. I was I I only I I got to the end of it and I was just like I wouldn't watch this episode either. Right. And I, I definitely I definitely only want to put out things that I'd want to consume if I was mm -hmm. somebody who could consume those things. Exactly. Like, part part of me saying the part about um like I want I've always wanted to live the type of life where if I wasn't me, I'd wish I was. Mm -hmm. That's why I'm putting out wrestling matches that would be wrestling matches I'd want to watch if I were a fan. Yeah. Uh, if I if I'm if I'm putting out podcasts, I want to put out podcasts that I listen to as a podcast listener. I yeah. consume podcasts all the time. That's all I do. 
Why would I? I want to. I would want to have something that's interesting enough that I'd want to hear it. So why not make it interesting enough for the people who are gonna hear it? And why not inspire them along the way? Mm -hmm. Seems to be our mod or our you know our kind of thing. Not a motto. I mean, I, you know. I got. I got a. I just got a. I just got a couple other things here, and then I'll send you off into the sunset with a hot dog and a handshake. And we'll rappy rappy. Oh, I love hot dogs. So in um you know i i like like i like to say um on the record stuff like i was telling you about how important on the record stuff is for me i want to just say on the record how important it is to me that you've spent the currency of your effort and your attention here with me today and i'm very excited about what our next ventures are going to be what what whatever whatever we create together i'm i'm here for it i'm excited about about this friendship and i'm excited 100%. that we have these common things and yeah man uh, this I, has been fun this has been great dude this has been honestly the best podcast i've done recently um, i want everyone to say that cheers. i want everybody great. who's on the on my podcast to say this is my favorite podcast i've ever been on or anytime i'm ever a guest on somebody else's podcast and it's so weird because I've, I've i've heard that about my podcast and now i'm saying it's somebody else but it's like I almost felt like, no, nah, they didn't mean that. They're just being nice, but I, I really mean it. It's been, it's been great. I have, I've, you know, I love podcasting because I love the long format conversation. You can really get the feel for a person, whether you're in the podcast <clears throat> recording session or not, you get a lot more of a feel for who that person is in the long format. And I feel this is, it's showing who both of us are, not just, you know, like you were saying, this isn't just one show or the other. This is an amalgamation between the two. This is like a legendary matchup that's going to happen again. You know, Corey Castle, V Matt man podcast two will be coming <laughs> out again. You know, we'll hype it up like a McGregor fight. Uh, I, I, I say all that on the record stuff to then say, uh, if you have anything you'd like to ask me, that's maybe, uh, that's been on your mind that you haven't got a chance to say, or if there's anything that just first impressions from the, the, uh, two and a half hours that we've known each other. I gotta tell but, you, man. I mean, um, here's, here's your platform. Yeah. I didn't know. I didn't know what to think. And I try not to know what to actually think before I talk to somebody because mm -hmm. of my time in the service industry. And I'm honestly, I'm, I'm, I don't want to say pleasantly surprised, but I'm, I'm, I'm glad that somebody is as passionate about this craft that I am, you know, like I have been, yes, I've been doing it for a while, unsuccessfully but along the way it's can, you know can i can i just ask you to do a self-edit when you talk about what you've done please don't throw unsuccessful uh, onto that i want uh, in your like head to redefine how all of that's made you who you are regardless yeah. of what levels of success so please redefine what okay. success is in your in your own mind I can, uh, if I could challenge you in any way when you're when you're talking about yourself, anything that has 
anything that you've tried that hasn't worked and hasn't given you the instant results that you expected. You threw yeah. those expectations. Those expectations were unsuccessful. Not to say the venture that you did was unsuccessful. Well, yeah, it was my defining your your levels of it was my expectations because I I get excited for the moment that I'm in, especially with podcasting, because the other person knows this is magic. It's like the same kind of feel you get at a comedy show. And you're in there with the comic, you're in his world and you're trying to figure it out and understand and if somebody is articulate enough you can enjoy this crazy person's world because you know oh it's Corey. i love this let's hop in let's see where he's going next you know it's it's that kind of thing that i found nice because you try to you try to relate with people that you meet and for such similar passions and similar motivations and everything through this, I really feel like it's, it's, it's like, you know, you're on earth too. And I'm earth, you know, 47, we're just two sides of the same coin. You know, it kind of felt, it felt like I, I you get a, a feel for podcasting a little bit and you can tell when it's going good. And it's, it, it was one of those things I was, it was really nice to come on and podcast with you and not having any experience. So many people that I talk to, it's, I have Frank there. I got Aleem, I got Chris, I got somebody that I can backboard off of. And it's almost like a safety net that I've developed. Mm-hmm. you know, and I, striving you're, away from that. You're, you're co-host coasting, co-hosting. Yeah. Ghosting, <laughs> but being able to actually step out on my own two feet with yeah. my network i haven't felt i've never felt confident in my life you know i've mm-hmm. i've always leaned on the strength of my friends because i didn't realize it at the time but greatness surrounds itself with greatness but at a certain point you got to step up and be great too, you know, and the amount of effort that you put out, it's nice being able to connect with somebody who puts out that equal amount of effort. So that's what I would say. It's nice meeting an equal, just a person who's so fucking nerdy and pot in podcasting that I am and who's willing to just let the conversation play out and let this wacko with a devil goatee talk. I think that, I think that the the it would be super easy. It it, it here's what's easy: uh, prejudging and and having those prejudgments meet exactly, like exactly what the per, who the person is that you're talking to, having mm-hmm. these expectations and having this person meet them exactly. Um, I I could imagine just from seeing me, uh, just from just from uh, reading reading anything about me. Or uh, I, I don't post things. It's not uh, all I post is podcasts. I don't really go on social media and make too many things. Um, it's just it's just because I feel like I feel like it's too distractible. I think I'm I'm too I, 
I get told all the time I look like somebody who would go viral with with social media posts. And I'm like, you look like you got a flat earth theory. If I'm being, if I'm going for the joke, <laughs> you look like you're about to tell me if, if it's easy to go off the edge of the earth. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I don't have one of those. Uh, <laughs> I know that's what's so great. Right. I'm right. like, ah, oh, normal guy, awesome. Woo. When, when it comes, when it comes to what the expectations are on yes. on on just the surface of looking at me, I look like somebody who you would probably not like. You'd uh, probably ask like, me for twenty bucks. Right. It's a lot, a lot of people would be like, Oh, just to look at me there. They'd already have their mind made up about, about what I like. Mm -hmm. So like I, I have, um, I have a thing I've, I've been trying, but I'm not sure I'm going to continue doing it. But I, I would say, um, like when, when you're, when you're listening to me, uh, you're like, what is, what is this adjacent Momoa? Awkward man, Jason Momoa. Awkward man, make that the title, sir. God damn, that's what good. Would this, what would this guy have to say that's be interesting enough for me to, for me to invest, yeah, any of my any of my attention? You know what I mean? It's it's like if, if that's your that's your instant. If your instant thought is this guy's probably this, this guy's probably that, and in your mind you create me being that thing. I might not be right for you. I might not be right for you. And I, and I'm, I'm okay accepting that I'm not for everybody because mm -hmm. not everybody needs, needs to be for everybody. Yeah, no, that's true. There's 52 flavors of Baskin Robbins. Oftentimes. I think there's look, 31. Like, uh, I think there's 31 flavors of Baskin Robbins. Math. It's not my, it's not my strong suit, but you know, <laughs> you ever, <laughs> did you ever see dirty work? It's been too long. I've comedy Dirty sexual way. run I've watched, which is not probably speaking. Which, which one? Like when they played it on Comedy Central. Comedy Central oh. was infamous for like oh, completely yeah. censoring movies and just in, cutting out. In, in Dirty Work, there's a uh, Don Rickles plays mm -hmm. their boss, and he's uh he's <laughs> and he goes up to he goes up to Artie Lang, and he goes. Baskin Robbins called. They said they're only down to two flavors. And then he like puts his ear on his on Artie Lang's belly and he goes, Are you in there? Are you in there, ice cream? <laughs> oh man. Don Rickles was like they broke the mold, unfortunately, with him. Yeah. Roast is a gem. The only guy who could insult the mob and knock it. Knocking knocked off. <laughs> it's his so, thing. It's his thing, dude. You're talking about success. That's my level of success. I want to be able to fucking insult Hamas and not be executed tomorrow. You know what I mean? Hamabs. <laughs> like Don Rickles is probably the last person that could go right up to any dictator and make fun of him. Be like, ah, I love this guy. Yeah, didn't was he? Was he the one? Was that him? He like. He was shooting on Frank Sinatra. I'm trying to think. I think Who, it like, was the Sinatra thing. He was, and it was somebody like it was somebody big, and they were getting mad. And that mm -hmm. was like, no, no, it's his thing. It's actually an honor to be grilled mm -hmm. by him. Right, right. Like that's and 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 there's a whole culture around Frank Sinatra 
Like, so that it, it's, yeah. it's, it's funny and strange, but like to have that type of pull based solely around your art form oh, is, yeah. is something that is hashtag goals. Oh man. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. You know, like, I mean, having that number one podcast would be nice. Like kill Tony or Rogan. That'd be great. I, I don't know. I don't know how much I've said it. I definitely don't know how much I've said it on here. But when I when I had when I had um, Mark Norman on my podcast, who it's funny that he's on Rogan all the time now. Oh, yeah. Protect when, your when, partner, I had, protect your when I had him on my podcast, like he had done that deep, deep diving into who I was after he had agreed to do my podcast. And saw that I was a wrestler and saw that I was a comedian and saw that I was that I was in, in this and I was also doing a I was doing a, a wrestle talk podcast. So I was like a almost like a commentator of that mm -hmm. of fight. And and he he told me um he told me when he started asking me questions about the podcast after after we stopped recording, he started asking me certain questions and I was telling him about other guests that I've had on and how they were important in this this type of stuff. And he said you're the next Joe Rogan. And now that being a guy who actually knows Joe Rogan now. That's a huge compliment. It's man. an interesting, it's an interesting and fun thing to think about. Yeah. And, uh, and, and I, I, I certainly see that as being something that could absolutely be a reality. And I'm not, I know, agree with you because I'm, I'm like, Oh, I, uh, I bet uh, one, Mark McKenna, you're like, hmm, I raise you one Mark Norman. I'm like, God damn, this guy got me beat. <laughs> Not that it was a competition, but like you say, yeah, Mark I Norman, I'm a huge stand-up comedy fan, almost overly. I'm a bigger stand-up comedy fan than I am a, a comic book and video game nerd, but nobody's looking to watch a stand-up comedy podcast. <laughs> Dude, it was, it was so it was so funny, man. When I was uh, uh I, I ran into him a couple months later. I was at I was at uh, Skankfest in New York City. Okay, and uh, and he was he was there, and I had just wrestled a show somewhere, and I um, I had like my wrestling backpack on with my gear in it, and I was just cutting through somewhere to like get get to the next thing to like mm -hmm. put, go put my bag down, and he was like yo and he did like this and he was like talking to chicks and and he was like and then like introduced he was like this guy this guy's a wrestler and he was like putting me over and yeah. he's like he was like did you did you did you move to new york yet and he was like try, he was like trying to get enthused about asking me my questions about who you know where i am in my journey and i was like this is freaking cool i mean this style of I mean, comedy is right along your line though because he has that oh man that perfect delivery yeah especially yeah. with a joke that is so like just corny or just not something but when he says it when he when he does some stuff i'm like oh i wish i wrote that hey oh. comedy. you know what i mean that's, mark oh, norman is a national so, treasure it's so me and as as we were recording the show, we're maybe five minutes in, and I made a joke, and he went, "Oh, nice!" Like he, yeah. he, I felt uh, valid yeah. in that moment. I mean, he wasn't, he wasn't the the 
superstar comedian Mark Norman that he is now. At yeah, time. but you didn't tell me you had a, a stand-up comedy Purple Heart by making fucking Mark that little nice. That is a fucking that's a that's a that's a metal right there in podcasting, especially with how big he is now. Like, Gally. you know, like Mark Mark Norman. I can't tell you so, I, especially when I deliver some corny jokes. I'm I'm delivering like Mark Norman. You know what I mean? You can't help it. It's he created a whole style for like corny jokes that is so awesome. Yeah. He, he, he's he's like a, he, he's he is a gem. You know? There's 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 comedic people that we meet that are amazing like that. I mean, I'm I'm sure I'm sure our cross, our paths will cross again at some point. Uh, I'm not you know, I'm not uh, forcing it or really worrying too hard about it. But like, I, we we've run into each other a couple other times, and I don't see it not happening again. Yeah. Sometimes, like I said, that scheduling. You know, especially with people in their lives. And hey, I got this person on. Oh, I can't do that. I got it. I got you know. <clears throat> that kind of, that that's success though you know ultimately getting the person on and saying that man this was fun i want to do this again if they're genuine about it it makes it all worth it i'm a blacksmith man i got so many irons in the fire all the time yeah so many irons in the fire i, I always say man uh, 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 a lumberjack doesn't chop down a tree with one swing of the axe yeah gotta keep on that? going Keep um, all right. With that being said, I, I do a segment that I call audio time travel. Okay. So we did we did talk about we did talk about um this stuff outliving us or this stuff going beyond and now being a part of history. This 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 history right now, undeniable. This is our our first conversation. The origin, like like long first, first like long form conversation that we've had. Um, I think you know when it comes to people wanting to kind of research it later on, or if people want to like stumble across this in some way, twenty years from now, the people mm -hmm. who love you the most, your family, your friends, like you, maybe if you come stumble across this twenty years from now, say. Uh, 2044 you you stumble across this episode what are some messages some time stamps from right here and right now messages that you want to give to those the those people who are are seeking this out specifically to hear what you've got to say you're speaking to them right now in these minutes what are you saying next good one it's a good one you've hit me with these really really good questions here tonight um so loved ones in 2044 hmm. well ultimately I'd want them to know how much they mean to me. In my day-to-day -day life, 
especially my friends. I don't connect every day, especially like some of my best friends um, that I'm still friends with. And some that I want to be friends with again. I, I don't always communicate as much as I speak, as much as I talk. I don't always say a lot and it comes from being a host and you know, you can't have dead air, but if I truly think about it, the thing that has made me most original and most unique are the people around me and my observation of you because you've helped me become a more empathetic person, more caring person, more thoughtful person and not being that person like I'm I, my family we weren't the people to where every time you left the house we said I love you it was implied you said it once it was there like why do I have to keep telling you so it's along that kind I'm along that kind of mindset like when I tell you you're my friend I love you you're my brother you're my brother I can hate you now <laughs> I'm allowed to hate you and hey Stop, bro. You know, <laughs> I can come back. You understand me. And that understanding and not judging me, not calling me weird, not just putting me in a box and putting me off to the side, that meant the most to me. That led me to what I'm going to do next. And your support means everything. Because not a, a lot of people are like me. They don't actually express themselves, what they truly think, you know. And that's something that I'm starting to lean into now that I hope I do in the future. And I hope these people are like, dude, we get it. Shut up. We know, we, we know you love me. Calm down. But it's something that uh, expressing that and, you know, leaning more into love is something that everybody should do. Because it's easy to hate. It's harder to love. Because mm -hmm. love, with that, you have to understand. And understanding is something that not a lot of people have time for. You just take the quick out. So I hope all of my friends and family turn more to love and understanding why something happens. And why is this person so funny but sucks at school? Give that person guidance. Say, hey, maybe you need to go a more creative route and push them towards it. You know, I hope that my friends and family have seen me and my success and pushed their kids in the right direction because 80s baby born, you know, raised in the 90s, we didn't have all this, you know, understanding that we do now on what happens so in the future we're going to have even more understanding so i hope my friends and family take these little bits of knowledge that i pick up along the way and don't just say he's just a crazy guy just spouting off whatever he sees on the internet hey man 
Um, can can you spell the first four letters of my podcast? It's just look at the look at the screen. E V O L. Now spell that backwards. Love. Ah, I see what you did there. Oh, that's clever. That's clever. Uh, that's great. <laughs> dude, I, dude, I'm so grateful. I'm so grateful that you shared that. I'm so grateful that you came here. Um, I'm, I'm so I'm so grateful for the currency uh, that you've paid me of your effort and your time me too, this man. evening. Um, I I want I only uh, usually this is the way we, we wrap them up. I usually say as hypothetically, hypothetically, I've gifted you this show. This is your first episode of your new podcast, Evolving with Madman. In a very Jerry Springer's final thought type of way, how do you send the folks home happy and inspired to be a better version of themselves in a nice, pretty little Jerry Springer bow? When you're in your darkest moment, the worst part of your day think back to the last person to genuinely thank you and then work off of that don't focus on the hate and spread more love until next time forgive yourself forgive other people be kind be kind just as much as to yourself as you are to everybody else uh, do, do you do any impressions at all matt mainly people that uh that i want to make fun of um but i do uh i do dabble in the impressions what's your best impression I mean, I already did my stoner voice earlier. That one, you know, nominated for a national uh, radio award. Ooh, but uh, um, you know, in in yeah. your in your stoner voice, okay. Uh, can you say the way we close out the show? We say, "Be fun, have safe, keep evolving." Be fun, have safe, and keep evolving. <laughs> Definitely sounds like a big mouth character. <laughs> This definitely definitely sounds a little Nick Crowley. Yeah, the best part would I I would be doing the you know the po uh, the podcast the radio show with Raz and occasionally when he went to uh, to break he would go a little bit more Charlie, a little bit less Matt. Like he had those little notes like you got to get higher up there. You can't be down here. You can't be that new. Yeah, 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 Casey, Casey Kasem, when you're doing it low like that, man, Casey Kasem, you gotta have a little bit of range. <laughs> what was that? I just watched an episode. I just watched Big Mouth, uh, like mm -hmm. a whole bunch of episodes with my girl the other night, and he said, oh, "Damn it, why can't I remember the line that the 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 the." the the like the broken demon, the Rick. He's like, oh, that's right, Bodo. That guy. Oh he's my it. god! 
That fucking oh, that dude. Guy. I didn't want to like Big Mouth. Okay, I did not want to like Big Mouth, but I did. I didn't want to like the league, and I did. Like sometimes I stumble onto shows. I'm like, well, oh, this is gonna be stupid, and I'm laughing my ass off, enjoying it. Sometimes I, I like. I never got into the league because I don't like sports. I, I there was a point in my life to where I did like sports, and then I remember being like so like shaky, angry that the Eagles lost. How are you letting this happen to yourself? Exactly. I was like, mm -hmm. why am I letting that affect my life? Mm -hmm. I could be getting wrong. I could be getting mad at me playing a video game wrong. That's mm -hmm. at least my fault. I had nothing to do with that. Why am I? Why am I letting that affect my so, life? No, I still feel so, that way. When you're exactly saying to be kinder to like, yourself. Yeah, be kind. Be kinder to yourself. Rewind yourself. It's the ultimate lesson of this podcast. I need to rewind myself. Take a Look lesson from the nineties. Be kind. <laughs> rewind. I, I was doing. Uh, I was doing some Kid Rock. Remember that uh, only God knows why. Oh man, that was he had a really good career. They say that every man bleeds was, just like me. That was the song that led him down that like country rock road. Yeah, to where he started off with like rap rock, and he's like, "Hey, country rock sounds good." Like uh, Kanye wasn't big yet on auto tune. Oh man, yeah. but he, when it was like. Feel like number one, yet I'm last in line. <laughs> but graduation, I will listen to that album anytime. Anytime. His jaw was wired shut through most of it. Ed? I'm about to I'm about to do the wrap up, but I'm gonna say this one last thing and then I'll wrap. Uh so my mom does not like Kanye. I and it cracks me up that my mom doesn't like Kanye <laughs> so much so that every time I go to my mom's house, I go, Hey, Alexa, play power by Kanye West. <laughs> I do that every time I walk into my mom's house and she goes, stop, Alexa, stop, turn it off. <laughs> so every, everybody, if, 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 if you hear this, Walk into your mom's house your and, mom's say, house play and power. Her Alexa play power by Kanye West and see how your mom reacts. <laughs> It'll bring some joy into your life, just like you should always be doing. Be fun, have safe, keep evolving. <laughs>